0: The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective.
1: The boys are back in town. This time with audio as clear as Hulk Hogan's hairline. We ain't here to podcast. We are, don't worry. We are, Look at the Adjective. I am rough and ready John Mack and I'm joined as always by high-voltage Mark (laughs) Crowther.
0: That's a new one. That. That's a new one. Nice, nice one, mate. It's good to uh, good to get back to the old WCW trail again. Can't wait.
1: Yeah, I just thought I would thought I'd switch you off because I know how much you love uh, old Danger Danger. Uh,
0: yeah, I always, always been a fan of them.
1: And you know my <laughs> love for Dickie Slater. So
0: yeah, how are you feeling I today on I'd... this this uh, Tuesday evening? Anyway,
1: well, after last night, I'm uh, on top of the world, mate. Uh, what an absolute! Yeah. Corker, I was I was your Monday night, Mark.
0: Oh, it was belting watching watching United beat the rats. You can't get you can't get much better than that, can it? <laughs> Let's be honest.
1: And you were there live in living colour, weren't you, mate?
0: That's it. Yeah, well and well and truly amongst it. It was a good night, very good night. But um... so,
1: so, sadly, I couldn't join you. I didn't get complimentary tickets. <laughs>
0: Maybe next time, mate. <laughs> well,
1: I'm, 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 I'm I'm waiting for uh for our Europa League jaunt where we uh where we're, when we're going to play fucking Union Saint Galois from Belgium or something. It's a good fixture, that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Brighton's feeder club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear! Well, we uh we're back, aren't we? And uh, what are we starting off with, big man?
1: We're going to be uh. Taking that weekly trip down that idiot paved road that we call Cretin Lane for our (laughs) Cretin of the Week. It's been a bit Cretin light this week, Mark, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think for one of the first times ever, I haven't got much to put on the table that hasn't been analysed to death, but... There is something that I'd, I'd quite like to bring up
1: <laughs> yeah it's a bit they are curtains cr- are a bit like buses aren't they I mean one week we'll get like nine and then yeah. we have to filter that down and then then some weeks we'll get two like we have this week um I, I mean I'll start with mine mines mine i do single out a person but it's more a general issue that I find with pro wrestling in general these days so mine's a guy called m sidgwick uh <laughs> who is on what culture i know that's not significant guys i know but you know slim pickings this week um he, he put out a tweet when when old kenneth omega uh returned the other night on the dynamite and his tweet was Kenny Omega, who used stamina as a narrative device to ultimately win the IWGP Heavyweight Title, clutches his winded stomach to put over how grueling returning to action is. There's not a better sports-oriented, not orientated. I do believe the guy's English as well. Storyteller in wrestling history. Now, aside from it being a complete cretinous tweet, right? This is this is a this is a greater thing. It's like. Everyone's got to find the most obscure nuance in everything these days. And it's like, to me as a wrestling fan, me and you like a good story. We like psychology, we like all that. But the whole point is you get it instantly. You, yeah. You can you, you connect with that instantly, and and that's how feuds, personal issues, whatever, like further themselves. I don't want to be sitting sit there reading Jean Paul Sartre. Like figuring out existentialism to work out a wrestling angle, do you know what I mean? It's like the thing
0: is though. The thing is though, he was just knackered. He was blown up because he just come back from injury. There's no way he's gone. Hang on, I'll grab the ribs so it sort of it, it harkens back to the 2019 or whatever. It's absolute bollocks. It's like because he's this like he proclaims himself to be the greatest like wrestling artist of all time and all this. Everyone just thinks like everything he does is like a little. It's like it's like fine art and all this. It's absolute nonsense, and he's got these like legions of fans who are just like, just fucking. I don't, I don't know. It's odd. Um, I've seen a few tweets from that Sid bloke. He's a strange character by the looks of things. Um, some very odd, odd takes.
1: <laughs> I just, I just find it like wrestling on a on a grand scale or a bigger scale, isn't going to appeal. On a grand scale, if you if you're doing these, that harked back to four years ago against uh, fucking Mayatomi, Give a fuck in the new in New Japan. Do you know what I mean? Or somebody like yeah. DDT or whatever. It's it's like you don't want to have to watch six years of fucking DDT to understand.
0: Yeah. what angle. Don't want to watch and, one night of DDT. Never mind six years.
1: <laughs> Oh well, no, it doesn't particularly appeal to me. But you know, some <laughs> people like it. the The fact is, it's like, why does everything have to be meaningful? It's like everything he does is not meaningful. I'm sorry, but it's not. It's like the guy. How many people have used stamina to win a title? Flair used to go an hour most nights. You know, Michaels and. But why, is went an like, hour. why is that
0: like? Why is that like a major part of the feud that he was? He had a bit of stamina. Whatever feud it was doesn't make any sense, does it?
1: But a had the same amount of stamina because he went the same fucking time. Do you know what I mean? Stamina yeah. these days, if you're good, if you're in a new Japan main event,
2: you, you you're having stamina. to go
1: 35, 45 minutes. That's just how they are. Um, and it's and it' it's, how many people sell that they're being blown up? Tons of people. It's like it's not like. A grueling return, it's not like you know, he did did one of them piss poor weak knees, and I I just don't get it. The guy, I know the guy's knackered, he's got a lot of injuries, I know I get that, but does anyone think that this is just because he was knackered in general? He's not selling his ribs or selling a hernia or selling it.
0: That's that's all it was. (laughs) Let's be
1: honest. (laughs) He put out another tweet, this situate character, about a carder and Osprey. Um, saying it was a, ma- a wrestling match so superb that it forced the observant clap crowd to break before this spot. But holy shit, that V trigger OWA combo attempt it almost sounded like 2019 for us for 10 seconds. So weird, weird saying it's living the moment, man. But then he puts Kenny Omega is going to be received as a demigod when he returns to New Japan. Why? What's Kenny Omega got to do with fucking Akada versus Osprey? <laughs>
0: Fuck knows, just an odd, so he's, also, he's an obsessive little bloke. This guy,
1: by the sounds of it, really is. It's like he just wants to sit on a maker's dick. And I mean, again, everyone's got their favorite wrestlers. We like, we like FCR, CM Punk, MJF, that kind of thing. But yeah. you know, if they do shit, it gets called out. I mean, we watched Punk versus Page. Didn't like that. I did. Well, you liked him more than I did. I wasn't a fan. But if he if he does something that I don't like, I'll say that I don't like it. It's like, but I won't. Insert him in every fucking wrestling angle possible. Joe, it's like uh, six ways of separation, or fucking five ways of Kevin Bacon, or whatever it's called. Joe, <laughs> you know, trying to get yourself back to Kevin Bacon, you're always trying to get back to Omega and like splice him in somewhere, like yeah. insert him into whatever. And it's it's ridiculous. That's really strange, I
3: mean,
1: isn't it? I, I I think he's all right. I'm not a fan of his. He's I've, all I've all right. I like some of
0: his re- matches. Don't get me wrong. He, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Not a massive just, fan
1: of him. I just don't. I just don't understand where where all this thing is. I mean, they're all observer reads. They get that Melts anointed him, and you know, same with the young books. Like, and you know, if you don't like that, you don't like wrestling. And 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 then Meltzer will come back with the. I oh, just don't get it. And it's like, why don't nobody says to him, why don't I get it? What's so great about this that it tops everything that's ever been ever? Yeah, he doesn't what? it doesn't explain it.
0: You know what? Since we've got into this discussion, I actually remember something that that happened this week in wrestling that's actually worth discussing. In this point, I think it's actually something from Mister Kenny Omega. Um, All right. After his uh, long-awaited return, um, was it Wednesday? Last Wednesday on Dynamite. Um, yeah. He, I think they closed the sh- they closed the show, and he then grabbed the mic and sort of did like the, the send you home promo or whatever. Oh,
1: is it about
0: um, leaving a legacy or something? Yeah, he was like, he was going on about, "I want to change the way you watch wrestling and all this. I want to change the way you, where you take it in, the way you analyze it, and all this shit." Um, and I think, I mean, that's a lot of one of the reasons. One of the reasons I really just don't like. I'm not fully behind him because I just think he's so pompous. He's so up his own ass. Um, yeah, and he's going. He's he, he was he went on a little rant as well. He's sort of hinting at like. Punk FTR, a few others as well. He was like, he said he said about him and the young bugs, which is quite this is quite possible one of the most hypocritical statements I've ever heard in my life. He was saying we're not parodies, we're not tribute acts, which is is heavily implied. He's talking about FTR and Punk, obviously the hat Bret Hart stuff. Um and I just I just sat there and I thought, I oh, it's a I guess it's a funny little comment, but then I actually broke it down in my head. They've they've been doing a they were doing a fake NWO for about ten years with the Bullet Club. <laughs> oh yeah, and, they're, and they're a
1: massive parody of of, of a yeah. wrestler. They're not they're not a wrestler, are they? They're more, you yeah. know, acrobatic. Um, whatever, do you know what I mean? It's more sort of more like circus performers, for want of a better phrase. It's it's le- it's less about you know feeling something. It's more about yeah. oh wow that was a cool move, yeah. You know like MJF I mean, MJF's promo made put it down to a C, like saying I'm the only one who makes you feel, and he, he was. he's the only. I, I don't feel I don't feel
0: anything in. when I watch a Young Bucks match. they're, they're the worst of the worst for me. Uh, I, get I mean annoyed. I can, <laughs> I can take I can take Kenny Omega. I can take him or leave Kenny Omega. I mean I've seen him have good matches. I've seen him have overrated matches. I've seen him have shit matches. Yeah. Young Bucks. Other than the watch with FTR, which even then wasn't like, wasn't even top five FTR matches that no. I've seen properly. Uh, I can't abide by them, they're just shocking to watch, especially, especially that trio's match the other night. That was absolutely shocking, really was. Um, did, did you see uh, on that as well? Did you see that? Um, I think Cornet mentioned it on his podcast, That uh, I was listening I to that the other I day. Listened, so. um, that they did this spot where Kenny Omega was like in the crowd, and then they pulled the guardrail forward. And then this Dragon Lee car, might have been it was Dragon Lee or rush I, I don't know, one of them. He did a massive springboard like sent on thing into the crowd, straight into like right. a little kid. <laughs> yeah, straight well, into it surprised
2: somebody.
1: Me. But people have been saying that for years. It's like the longer longest stop doing it, when they seriously hurt somebody and they get sued to. Book, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's it's baffling. I just, I mean, this argument is a perpetual argument. I mean, the people who are really into this stuff are really into it and they'll they'll never yeah. deviate from it. And then it's like, don't get like, like you said, I've seen Amiga, 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 whatever you want to call him. Uh, I've seen him have good matches with Danielson, I've seen him have good matches with a I mean, these, 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 that three he did it with a a good matches, they really had the a great, good, great matches. But to to put them over as the greatest matches of all time no. is, is, it's I mean, obviously, it's an opinion, but you know, he, he, Mouse is putting that over as a fact. This is my opinion, think ha- therefore, think, it's fact. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think to have the, I think to, to be considered one of the greatest matches of all time, it needs to just be more than the in ring. It's got to yeah, be, it's it got to be promos, it's got to be build up, it's got to be the crowd. It's like, there's so many factors to like. Put a match in like a top echelon match or whatever, um, and then sometimes, some sometimes a lot of the things will supersede others. So like like we mentioned a few weeks ago, Hogan Rock, not a great wrestling match by any means. No. Um, the crowd and the atmosphere, the build to it, that's what makes it such a classic. It's it's so much more than just in in ring for me anyway. Whenever I watch wrestling,
1: me too. I love I love in ring quality matches, and when you've got a cold match. That's all you can yeah. really watch it on. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. um when we watched Malenko, right, essentially that was a cold match. But that There's was no build-up yeah. to it. But that was a quality in ring match. Yeah. Um Benoit Malenko at Hogwild. Um uh, Eddie versus Flair at Hogwild. good, really good matches, but there was there was a little bit of build up for Malenko Benoit, but there was nothing for Flair and Eddie. Yeah. But can you imagine how
0: much how much better they'd have been with a build or a yeah
1: exactly, exactly. That's, that's that's what I mean. FCR Briscoe's for me the two out of three fours was the best match I've seen all year, probably in the last couple of years. And that the build up to that was minimal because of the issues people have with the Briscoes and not putting them on on national telly or American telly or whatever. But they made that build up red hot. what they could do it exactly. And it was brief, but I mean, after we saw that thing with, with Caprice and you know the, the tequila, sit and stuff, down, yeah. That just added more fuel to the fire, and it was like a knockdown, out absolute war of attrition in, in the best possible way. And yeah. you could tell there was there's there's heat there, but there's respect there, and there's, there's all sorts of overacting little things going on. And yeah. it was superb, but you can't just have a match on in ring alone and call it one of the best matches of all time. Like, I love Ray versus Dean, great, absolute top tier in ring match. But you can't put that up there with you know Brett Austin. No, do you know what I mean? Because that had everything going with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Even Brett, even Brett and Sean at um, the screw job. You can objectively say that was a great match because everything that came before it and it was real and it was do you know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. Ring, in ring, it was barely in ring. It was barely in ring, it was it was one of them the thing. But anyway, we need, we could go on about this all night and sit here. An interesting everybody. debate though,
0: isn't it? It's, it's, it is an oh, interesting a fun debate. little debate. <laughs> um
1: like I said, it, I wasn't, do- it wasn't specifically this Sidgwick guy, it was that that outlook as a whole, because I don't understand that outlook and I just find if, if something's too nuanced in, in wrestling, I mean, in a film, you, you know, you can... Or in a series, like in a, in a Breaking Bad or a Sopranos or something, there's... there's yeah, you can, you can... Yeah. You've got eight series to fucking... To, to work that shit and, you know, and look back and go, oh, I remember that from series one or whatever. But in, in, yeah. a, in a 30-minute wrestling match, you don't want to be sat there figuring it out. It needs to be instant... No. The best wrestling matches are always ignite something primal in you. Like the best yeah. wrestling feuds, do you know what I mean? It's an instant, I fucking hate that guy or I fucking love that guy. And, you know, it's a story everyone can understand. Exactly. Well, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm too old school and too, uh, <laughs> you know, I, r- rest, yeah, wrestling. Everyone likes
0: wrestling. what they like, don't they? Everyone likes what they like. Yeah. That's the thing. We're just talking um, about
1: what we personally like and what we don't get. Uh, did you Did you have a, a cretin?
0: Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's. I think. I think everyone's chatted about it. To be fair, at this point, I think it's. I think for whatever reason, and it's actually annoyed me quite a little bit this week. Um, Punk's being made out to be this some sort of villain, um, and I'm, fucking does my head in. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, because. A in there. Yeah, I'm sorry, I am, but like, so so Punk walks through the door what a year ago. He's by far David and away. Yeah. He's by far and away the biggest star they've got. He's yeah. shown up all the other stars that they think they've that they think they were anyway, Omega in particular, sent hence his comments I mentioned before. Um and I think it's rubbed a few people up the wrong way. And I'm gonna sort of I'm gonna liken it to sort of an example a football example. So round about a year ago, well just over a year ago, probably at this point old uh, Cristiano Ronaldo walked through the door at United again. Yeah. And we're talking about possibly, well, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't say he's the best player of all time, but he's certainly in that conversation, isn't he? Um, he's
1: the best player of yeah. the modern sort of like last last 50... Uh, well, I think he's, he's one of the two best players in the last sort of 20 years, I say.
0: Yeah. So he's walked through the door a year ago. And since almost day dot, there's been similar to this where like there's been leak, changing room leaks stuff like that people like Harry yeah. Maguire who, who quite frankly you know no matter what you think about Ronaldo I'm not a massive fan of him at the minute anyway just because of what he's been doing recently but he can't fucking lace Cristiano Ronaldo's boots no. Um and that's the same for Adam Page and CM Punk in my honest opinion I mean I like Adam Page but he's really sh- I think mean, he's shown himself up to be a bit of a bit of a bitch
3: yeah, to be honest
0: yeah I mean, he's shown himself to be a little whiny bitch. Um, apparently, apparently, he seems to think that Punk's got Colt Cabana off TV. Who gives a flying fuck about Colt Cabana? <laughs> Jesus Christ, who is he? He's a nobody. He's an absolute nobody.
1: Um, and I, but I mean, I, I, not, I, He's not a nobody. He's a name. He's a name, but not for wrestling. He's a name for a podcast. He's, name for, he's essentially name, a name because he was CM Punk's mate. And no he, one wants to watch him, do they? No one's watching. I've, I've right. I've seen. I've seen Cabana have good matches. You know, he's he's a he's a student of the game, as they say. Not a money drawer, uh, but you know, he's he studied like the British stuff and and stuff like that. Fair fucks to him. Do you know what I mean? He's he, he, he's one of them who likes being indie. He likes going here, there, and everywhere, and traveling the world and doing that. Which you know, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Fair enough. But um, I've seen him in a tag team with Grado. Do you remember Grado from ICW TNA yeah. fame? Called Iron Jew. Yeah, that was a genuine that tag thought. team
2: name. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't mind Colt Cabana. He's not something I'd choose to watch. Uh, I, I, I liked his podcast. He's got some really cool episodes, the Regal one especially. Um, but he's not. He's not a. He's not a name. He's a name because he was famous. Mate, really. My
0: point is he's not bringing anything to, to, so to the AW. He's not bringing anything to them. So it may well be the fact that he's genuinely just been let go. Cause he's, he's got, they've got nothing for him and yeah. and and the roster's stacked anyway. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they moved him to ring of honor. Yeah. I mean, fine. Go work there. That's fine. But why is like,
1: like for ages. I think that'd work for him to be fair.
0: Yeah. But I just think, I just think for some reason, like it's just like such an easy, like link to go fall Punk Fallett fell out of him. He's been there, Punk's been there a year and like there's been no stories of them two having any no. meeting, discussions or anything like that. It's like, it's just, and it's like, and apparently that's why Paige went off, went off on him on a promo a couple of months ago and that's why Punk sort of gave him that receipt the other night. Um, you see,
1: I listened to the Paige promo again and if that's him going off on somebody then it's pretty weak. To be
0: fair, this that just sums him up though, doesn't it? To be fair, especially his title reign, weak.
1: I like Adam Page in the ring, I think he's he's good in the ring. Um, so do I? Some question, I think he does some questionable stuff, uh, that he doesn't need to do the, the fucking moon salt sort of thing for a kickoff, <laughs> the
0: blind moonsault,
1: yeah, yeah. But you can you can also say, well, Flair did that uh buckle bump and never fucking, it never came off ever, yeah, but um. But, you know, I just think else,
0: it's like, a shame. Like, It's like I just think it's one of them where it's like, it, it's like about the, like, the example before, like Ronaldo. You, I put you know they're not the same like level, but it, it sort of works as a comparison. Punk walks through yeah. the door, and it's like it, it's like people don't want to don't want to like learn off anyone anymore. It's like well, I did I doing this all myself, and it's like, and I I just feel like it's. It's just odd. It's an odd. I, if I was a if I was a young wrestler in AEW, the first pick, I'd be going to see Danielson. I'd be going to see Punk. I'd be going to see Regal. I'd be going to see whoever you know the the,
1: the guys who have been
0: at the top echelon, yeah. not Kenny Omega and, and fucking Young Bucks and all these lot. Um, the the
1: gold hard fact of it is Punk and Danielson were over in America as, as stars, like big stars, yeah. like household names. Um, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were not over in America as household names. The Young Bucks were an opening match in Japan, and Kenny Omega was a star in Japan. I'm not going to take that away from him, but um, in in America, I mean, they've come into it acting like they're over, not realizing they've got still got to get over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas, like the a Hulk, arrogance of it, a Hulk Hogan was the other way when he turned heel, and he used to just lay out everybody it's like, dude, you're already over. Stop trying to get over. Do you know what I mean? They're they're not trying to get over. They're just doing what they've always done, because it's over with a portion of people. Um, Punk and Danielson, at the end of the day, if if they I I don't think... You can't really put put it on Danielson. Danielson's one of the nicest blokes going. Punk is notoriously a prickly character. Do you know what I mean? Whatever he felt like we've called for, he probably was a bit... "Mm," Do you know what I mean? But...
0: It was all the legal but, thing, though, wasn't it? It was that sort of yeah. court case, and so it was a bit, it was a bit nasty, I
1: think. Yeah, and they've been, they were close, man. And you know, it must be, he must have been pissed off to sack him off like that. But you know, it's, it's his decision. I'd, I could not give a shit, shit from and Ola, no, no bother. But um, you've got a star there that can legitimately draw you money and bring new eyeballs and bring, you know, a sort of mainstream vibe to it. And they don't want that. They want their little, you know, yeah. do what they want to do kind of thing where we're executive vice presidents. But the fact I is think... what they don't realise is if it weren't for CM Punk and people like him, they wouldn't have had the little indie career thing that they have because he was he was a big deal in Ring of Honor and so was Danielson. And Danielson yeah, exactly. was there from the fucking beginning. From like that kind of early 2000s indie scene, they're the two fucking kings of it, pretty much. It's, and Joe, maybe Chris Daniels, probably, do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, they're not, they were never, they were never always stars. They went to the big promotions. They took that step up and they got themselves over. Exactly. In spite, in, in spite of WWE, in, in both of their cases, they got themselves over because they weren't guys that, like Vince really pushed off his own But Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, they've done it and got to where they are by getting themselves over. And they're just, and, and Omega and the Bucks are quite happily And Adam Page will have to lump him in with that. They're quite happily to just coast on what they think they've already achieved.
0: Yeah. Well, from what I can gather though, like what you hear from like, especially like people, I think even like Wardlow and FTR and a few others, Punk's been really approachable I've, from what I've heard backstage. He's always been given advice. Especially, I think I think Dax mentioned it in a in a in the, one of those media scrums how like not just as like a wrestling personality, just like as a human being, how much Punk's helped him, especially with his sort of anxiety and his mental health troubles he had a couple of, a year or so ago. So yeah. like, there's, I'm I'm not believing any of this stuff, and I think it's just slander, um, and it's it's come from like the stupid wrestling media that have all, they've all got like the the elite on speed dial and all this, like the Sean Saps and the Alvarez and all these. It's all come from them. It's all come from them. So to, it, to me, it's just complete locker room leaks by them. Um, so uh, yeah, that's pissed me off a little bit. So you can give that one to, to page books, Kenny, whoever you want to give it to one
1: of them twats. It's it's an elite cretin this week, and it's uh, about five (laughs) or six of them. Um, So yeah, it's not so much um, a specific cretin this week. I think it's uh, more uh, just the ideologies. And I think I'm sure
2: someone.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sure someone (laughs) would have a complete counterpoint to me saying that punks are punks are personality who's caused trouble or whatever, but. (laughs) <laughs>
1: 100%, honestly, we're, we're right. So this is, this is the way we are. We don't, we don't say our opinions as facts. These are just our opinions and you're more than within your rights to, to you know, to, to go toe to toe verbally with us. And that's fine. We, we, we enjoy that. We, we bring, bring it on, you know, we, we will, we will listen and we will argue back. We'll not argue, but discuss debate back. Um, People are never going to always agree, you know. This this is subjective. Especially in wrestling, interest exactly. It's wrestling subjective. At the end of the day, we like what we like, uh, and other people like what they like. I mean, I'm not huge on the, on the Omega, Omega, and I really don't like the books at all. But there are lo- there are plenty of people who do, and you know, they like to, uh, you know, hark about them like the second coming of Absolutely. Christ or whatever, and we we're, we're allowed to do the same as, uh, as about. FTR and people like that, the end of the day, um, I just find the ideology of, personally, this nuanced uh, form of wrestling a bit... It's a bit boring to me. It's like I want something instantaneous where... don't get me wrong, I like a slow burner, don't get me wrong, but you've got to twig the story yeah, you've got to,
0: You can't be like that, can kind of, I? go doesn't ride.
1: Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be like four years old, and then Red Shoes' his son comes and kicks off with Jericho in a six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and this, yeah. And with the page stuff, it's like we don't know who these fuckers, what these fuckers are really like. You just hear bits, and if if you know if Page has done that, then that's pretty cretinous, and and just it just sounds like we're going to go crying to fucking whoever. But if Punk's been a dick and kept Cabana off TV. If if it, if it came out <laughs> if, it,
0: <laughs> if it came out that Punk has been a dick backstage, I'm, I would be, I would speak about it. I would be like, I'd, 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 I'd probably, it'd be shit to hear. But from what I can gather, it's all been hearsay. It's all just sort of put it's put, it's put two and two together and getting five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, bit bit of an amalgamation this week for creating it's. Mainly uh, the elite-based, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, not our favourites, but you know they are some people. So you know, if you disagree <laughs> with us, don't don't forget to uh, you know at us or uh, DM us on Twitter. Give us your yeah,
0: give us your yeah. opinion. <laughs>
2: let's have,
1: let's, yeah. I'm saying like we'll, we, we we can have a proper debate about this. It's not it's not we love the young books, we love Kenny and off by, or we love FTR, we love Punk, whoever by. It's let's 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 find a common ground, guys. We can you know I can appreciate stuff that they do. I can't appreciate a lot of it, but I could appreciate some of it. Mm -hmm. And sure you can with the guys we like. So this week's credit of the week is nuanced wrestling as a whole and (laughs) backstage whiners.
0: That's a new one. That's so, not even an individual person. <laughs> no, it's, it's
1: it's an ideology, right? Um, <laughs> but we're going to go into a more positive thing. This this is another thing we probably won't be doing every week. But we're gonna we're gonna have a bit of a hero of the week because oh, uh, Big Demo, Killian Dane, or whatever he was called in, in NXT, is, uh, I is, did, is.
0: I used I used I used to like a bit of Big Demo, but then like I just he just disappeared, did he, for eight? And like. And then he, this week he's like, I've got he's gone like from there to like top range.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been an absolute, absolute, absolute player on Twitter with his glazers out stuff. What an <laughs> absolute guy! I didn't even know. Yeah, he, he's Irish, isn't
0: he? Yeah, he's Irish. Yeah.
1: So, so you know he's probably going to support United or Liverpool, um, mm. but he's come out with some absolute corkers this week. He's full on glazers out, which is you know that, that is an ideology. I mean, Gets over for get us. behind, yeah, completely. <laughs> so I just want to say, thank you, Big Damo. You'll never hear this, but cheers, mate.
0: <laughs> cheers, Damo.
1: <laughs> and our second one is, uh, for our British listeners, <laughs> an institution that um, <laughs> that pervades the best in quality and low-price quality at that. It's all the <laughs> b and Bargains. They, they, they've they they've put out some absolute comedy gold this week, and I just <laughs> thought I'd bring it up. Um, they've channeled old, uh, old Big Papa Pump himself and uh, <laughs> come out with, with this absolute corker. Normally, if you go to a shop, you've got a 50-50 chance of leaving with what you went in for, but we're not normal. So you've got a 25% at best chance of leaving with just that. And then when you add candles to the mix your chances of leaving drastically go down. See, if you've got three shops, you've got a 33 and a third chance of le- percent chance of leaving. But us, we've got a 66 and two-thirds chance <laughs> of leaving. Because other shops know they can't beat us and they're not even going to try. So you take your 33 and a third percent chance minus <laughs> our 25 percent chance, and you've got an eight and a third chance of leaving. But then you take our 75 percent chance of leaving and then add 66 and two-thirds percent chance. You know... You've got a 141 and two-thirds chance of leaving with more than you went in for. The numbers don't lie. And it's spelled disaster for you at BM. <laughs> <laughs> that was pure genius. Absolute genius. <laughs> it really was.
0: Whoever got hold of the, uh, the Twitter account that day had an absolute star, haven't they? <laughs>
1: yeah, they had. He's, he's clearly been watching some Steiner screwdriver action and just thought, fuck it, I'm going in all, all in on this bad boy.
0: Oh, it's so funny when I, I, I saw it the other day on Twitter I was actually crying
1: <laughs> Oh, I was too I, it, also it, it, just, it, just, it just
0: it really highlights how fucking ridiculous that promo from Scotty Stein was Oh God,
1: when you transcript it, it's even fucking worse, but even better It's I one mean, of the worst
0: just... best promos ever
1: Oh yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> wrestle crap job but it's fucking <laughs> botchamania fest, but it's, it's, it's so good It's It's yeah, it's brilliant. But um our newest segment, we've got a lot of segments this week. I do apologise. This might be a bit of a longer, but um we're gonna see, we're gonna see what our everyone's favourite creepy sixteen-time world champion granddad is up to this week. Woo! With what we like to call Woo Watch. So old uh, old Ric Flair, figure of four. Um, last week he'd started his own his own virtual <laughs> restaurant. With <Woo> wings. wings <laughs> and um he 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 likes the flavours that are hit you like a chop in the chest. Remember that. This <laughs> week he's got a new fucking venture, old Flair. It's called uh Ric Flair Drip Weed. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own fucking weed, and do you know what? He's joined an illustrious line of people. Nash's who got, got, got weed, weed as well. Nash, yep, I was about to yeah. say. And it, what's it? What's his called? Fucking too sweet, weed or something. or something? Too sweet, is it? Right, fair enough. I don't know. Um, so the Ric Flair drip is launching across Arizona, Nevada, Illinois, New Jersey, and California. With the Zen Leaf Dispensary, <coughs> excuse me. Now, I've seen a picture of him lighting up blunts <laughs> because it's he's probably got it medicinally for his you know arthritis or whatever. But um, <laughs> it's like fucking hell, is there nothing. This dickhead won't put. He's, he's, he's gone. He's gone full on Jericho. We'll be on the True Jordan next week. He'll be killing with Pablo Four nails or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's booked in with uh, with Paolo Canio next week. I think
1: he is. he's going to teach him how to push push refs over the right way. Ref bump Paolo Canio. and another thing, he's coming, he's coming again, Flair, and it's like he's got a gimmick T-shirt on of him in sort of ninety two area Royal Rumble gimmick T-shirt on with about four gold chains on, and he's and he's saying he's here for the wheeling and dealing, the jet flying, premium weed. Aficionados <laughs> that are here for styling, profiling, and ready to conquer their day. It's like it's it's just it's just a rambling the ramblings of a madman. And he's at it Let's but get your Mike name fucking, on anything. Not see he's added Mike Tyson in the fucking tweet for fuck's sake. Of all the people <laughs> in the <laughs> Mike world, Tyson that you want Mike Tyson it, have his
0: own weed farm or something. In like, I could be wrong there.
1: I know what he's got. He has got. He's got. A, do you know like a? Do you know? Do you remember in the back in the day when he had like tribal tramp stamps on the back? Yeah, he's got one on his face. Yeah, I
2: know.
1: <laughs> it's like a slutty lower back tattoo on his face. <laughs> People don't know whether to fucking hit him or finish on him.
0: <laughs> oh dear. I don't think I don't think Rick will is, is able to help himself these days, is he? He'll, he'll be like he'll be advertising like Viagra next week or something, like that, do you know what I mean? Just to ke- well, keep 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 the, the woo podcast. going and all this.
1: <laughs> Have you not heard on them Conrad Thompson podcast with the fucking Viagra gimmick? Oh, the chewable Viagra—the same
0: one that Nash has.
1: Nash does, <laughs> Regal does. <coughs> Flair's on it, I think. But it's just—it just makes me laugh how he's uh, he's added Mike Tyson because he's a you know convicted rapist and Flair's a conv- well, he's not convicted, but he's definitely a questionable character, isn't he? <laughs>
2: so
1: yeah, they must they must stick to their own. Anyway, so that has been WooWatch Watch for the week. Let's see if, uh Older uh, Flair does anything more in the following weeks because I think it might his, be a his weekly past, occurrence. He's <laughs> past credit of the week now. It's it's just, oh, let's see what Flair's done this week. Has he done it? Oh, he's done something stupid. He can't do something normal, can he? <laughs> no.
2: Oh, gosh. Right. Well, uh, now let's we move on. Little,
1: though. Yeah, about saying our little gimmick segments are out of the way. I think it's time for uh, Monday Nitro.
4: And I'm Tony Schiavone, along with the living legend Larry Zabisco. And we are going to begin with action right from the, as they say, Larry, get-go. We've got a return match from what happened at the Clash of the Champions, VK Wall Street and Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
0: Right, so it was Monday Night from the 19th of August of 1996. Um, they didn't actually announce where we were from tonight. I don't know, I might have missed it um
1: huntsville yeah. alabama home of bobby Eaton.
0: oh was it that's why you had a match then i'm guessing um exactly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um I, I i must have missed it on the the broadcast then um tony and larry as usual start us off pretty much didn't have much to say though really did they to be fair they were pretty much it's pretty much oh, straight, straight into the action into it.
1: they recapped um, the clash of the champions match uh Duggan versus wall street um like he, he did his tape and got rolled up, so that made me laugh because the tape's fucking horrendous. Um, yeah. And then we went straight into uh, or Jim Duggan, and and VK Wall Street.
0: Well, well, we, we were quite looking forward to this match right? We? we put a tweet out uh, the other day, and um, you know we're talking about potentially one of those dream matches you always think about, um, and we were getting it here on, on free TV back in 1986. I mean, how lucky I were those it. people watching that? Believe my
1: luck! I just thought, I just thought, you know, of all the chin locks in all the world, I had to walk into theirs.
0: <laughs> so it's V.K. Wall Street versus Duggan. Um, I mean, it, to be, me, it, it wasn't much of a standard, but it's much, it's a lot better than last week's opener, anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but then
0: again, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been much worse. Let's be fair. A bunch um, of boomed careers. <laughs> um, as you said they recapped they had a match at the Quest of the Champions um, we were going to watch that were not we but it just couldn't really find time for it unfortunately and um, it's proved
1: notoriously difficult for me to get hold of via means that is not the WWE <laughs> network so um, yeah. if, any, if anybody uh, can source that for me you know a- adjective pod <laughs> um, <laughs> same, I was with, just same thinking... with the 97 Nitros
0: <laughs> We've got some time until we need them anyway, haven't we? <laughs> we?
1: Certainly
0: have. <laughs> um, it was actually quite nice not seeing Duggan for a f- quite a while. We hadn't seen him for ages. I think since that page match at the pay per view, we hadn't seen him. Um,
1: no, I think you I think you're right there. Yeah.
0: So I was actually I was thinking I was I, to be fair, I was fingers crossed that that was the back of him, but yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so they it just, it, I just, I can't the deal with him. I just can't deal with that character.
1: <laughs> no, I
0: can't. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I, like as I say, we said he's probably a lovely bloke. He really is. But Jesus Christ, just <laughs> Not watching us. him, in, watching him in the rest of ring does nothing for me. Um, like you said, that <laughs> that infamous chin lock that we uh, posted on Twitter—that <laughs> was a real iconic image of this uh, this match, wasn't it? Um, it certainly
1: was. I mean, I mean, uh, excitement was just overloading.
0: For this one, <laughs> um, I was on the edge of a seat at that point. Um, <laughs> uh, Siobhani was saying that it, it, some people don't realize how smart Duggan is. I want some and Larry said,
2: smoking.
1: and Larry went, Are you, are you ribbing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had a bit of um Ric Flair drip or whatever, to be fair. This on this, yeah, night. <laughs> he's, had, he's
1: had some too sweet jackknife, kn- jackknife weed or something, whatever it's called. <laughs> I mean, um, to be fair, Hogan got an absolutely mad pop and he got pyro as well. So, so you know, they, they obviously know that he's over with an American crowd. And he, do you mean he, Duggan? He that. That's what I said. did, I say? did I say? You
0: said Hogan. <laughs> oh, I meant Duggan, yeah. Sorry Duggan that. did. <laughs> uh, this is the right crowd for him though, isn't it? Alabama. Jesus. Um, yeah. They love that USA character, don't they? Um
1: well the South it's, does it. It not make any really.
0: sense though, so, because like they're both Americans. So why is he doing USA chants? I, I don't get it. It's fucking weird. Um, but
1: he, H- Hogan does more heel shit than fucking Wall Street, who's the actual I heel. Know.
0: I know. Um the finish. This this fucking tape fist thing, god, it's so bad. He go he goes for the tape, referee grabs it, takes it away, but then it sort of it goes, it falls Wall into the hands Street, of man. Wall Street. Um and then he stops him from using it as well. But then Duggan's got another one anyway. He just grabs one out of his yeah. tights again, hits him with it. Ref goes, no, that's fine. We'll leave that. You just took it well, off this him. Is his why obviously...
1: has, this, is, this is why he has two, because he masquerades his testicles when he comes out of the <laughs> ring, because they're hiding in his thing. It's like, is that tape? No, no, that's what, that's left bollock and right bollock. <laughs> Which makes no sense.
0: Like 30 seconds previous, not even that, to be fair, 10 seconds previous, he's taken the tape off him because it's a foreign object. Yeah. But know. then he hits him with it anyway and then goes, ah, we'll just let it slide. Um, hits him with three strands of it. I mean, it's stupid, but in the letter of the law, it's a foreign object, it's isn't foreign it? Object. So it should it's be ridiculous. a DQ. Uh, there's just no consistency with the referees. It's, it's silly, man. Um, any any comments on that? I mean, it wasn't great, was it? Let's be honest.
1: Um, Larry Larry does call out Hogan's bullshit, which, which is funny because I called him Hogan again. Duggan's bullshit, uh, because but you get him confused because Babyface Hogan and Babyface stuff. Duggan are very similar in the way they do stuff. So he calls out Duggan's bullshit, even though Duggan's more heel than Wall Street, and Larry's the heel commentator. Um, Nick Patrick's refing. They make a massive. That is an overarching storyline throughout the whole show. Uh, the the quality and. Uh, integrity of Nick Patrick, Patrick's wrestling, wrestling uh, ref wrestling referee Kyver's yeah. there best put my teeth in. Um he goes outside straight away. Uh, Larry says about Duggan, he says nothing from the neck up, not much from the waist down. So <laughs> you know he's uh he's insulting his uh his virility no, really, there I do believe yeah um uh, it's just clothes lines all Hogue, uh Duggan does is clotheslines and they're wooden as fuck, he looks stiff as shit and I get that we we'll, look Absolute, he's an absolute one top. He is. Um, <laughs> he, he, he postures and gets a knee in the back, then it's chin lock city all the way. Um, it's that like three chin locks in in the match, it's unreal. And then the an absolute dog shit finish it's horrific, absolutely horrific.
0: <laughs> it's bad on it. Um, yeah, was the shits. but then again, all the finishes are bad with him, aren't they? It's always the tape fist bollocks, it's so boring. Um Told well, Tony uh, but- says he's
1: from a long list, long list of tape fish champions.
0: <laughs> what does that even mean?
1: <laughs> I don't know because, like, if right, we've discussed this. If you tape your fist properly, like Helmsley and Punk do, I'm sure that's quite hard when it sort yeah. of sets. But he, he sort of wraps it round in mid air, kind of like a, a swizzes it round, and you get about three or four strands of it. It will literally, you bare it will do. I more mean, damage, surely.
0: <laughs> I know. It's not even it's not even worth getting annoyed about because I'm sure we're gonna see it over twenty times. Um maybe more. Um but um Gene then comes down to ring to interview Duggan.
4: I thank you very much, Tony and Larry. We've got a great crowd, they're red hot tonight and they love this victory here, Hacksaw. Oh! We've got some things we touched on a couple of weeks ago, and I want to go back to your thinking about this this new group that's arrived on the scene, the New World Order, and a man that we know very well. He now calls himself Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Wait a minute, Gene. Everybody in the WCW has been coming down here, screaming what they're going to do to Hulk Hogan. Well, not Jim Duggan. Because, Terry, I want to talk to you as a man. What have you done not only to your fans, not only to your friends, but your family? You turned your back on everything you believed in. Makes me wonder what kind of man that you are. I know one thing about him. Go, go ahead. Don't what's let people... going on, Gene? What's going on? Well, you, you've got to stay focused. What's going on? You finished the thought. What's, what's going on? We're... Randy Savage. We're in the same wavelength, same frequency. Don't worry about it. I am got a problem with Hulk Hogan, and I'm going to get it done. Don't worry about it. We're done in this lifetime, the next lifetime, and the one after that. All right, thank you. Hacksaw Jim Duggan apparently is going to leave the Macho Man Randy Savage later tonight, of course, is going to be locking up with the Giant, but Randy a couple of things we've got to talk about. First of all, let's go back one week ago tonight in Casper, Wyoming. As you know, you were slated to go against, well, the United States champion, ain't your Boy, Ric Flair. I want you to take a look at what happened on Nitro. This was the most shocking thing. As a matter of fact, there were some very anxious moments for myself and nearly 8 or 10,000 people on hand at Casper. Describe for us what's happening here. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Is my wake-up call, because from now on, I am going to make things happen. I am not laying back even a little bit. I'm going to let it blow all the way, and that's real bad news for you. Okay, tonight's priority, very quickly, the giant. The giant made a deal with the macho man, Randy Savage. He said if I stepped aside, that he would make everything okay. Well, let me tell you something Things are not okay. The WC World Heavyweight Championship belt has been spray-painted NWO. And I've got 15,000 stitches in my head. So I got a problem with Hulk Hogan. But right now, tonight, I got a problem with the Giant, And I'm going to solve that problem. Oh, yeah! All right, so much, man. Stay tuned. Nitro is live here on TNT. And we've got more in a moment. So...
0: I actually thought Duggan started a decent-ish promo to begin with. Believe yeah, call it or not. Terry.
1: Call yeah, him I Terry. I enjoyed
0: that. I enjoyed that. Uh, very sort of shooty, if that's what you want to Well, I thinking.
1: thought, is, is Duggan the innovator of the work shoot promo? Yeah. Is
0: yeah. He? It was, actually. I mean, I didn't expect it from him to be fair. He's not actually a bad talker when you get him something to go for. He's, had, it he's had, He didn't down it. a bit, Yeah, yeah. Like when you give him something to actually get into and he he said that him and Hogan used to be friends. I mean, he, he did a similar one a month or so back to be fair. It's quite similar. Um, yeah, it very similar. And he was saying he couldn't believe he turned his back on everyone. And this promo actually made sense. Cause you know, when the giant did it like the week, two or three weeks ago before the pay-per-view that made no sense because why does the heel give a fuck about Hogan turning his back? This actually made sense. Cause they have, yeah. cause Hogan and him have, have history. They have history. They've got friendship. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. So I thought it was quite good. Um, and then Savage came down, which actually, it, it, rarely I say this, it actually sort of hampered the segment a little bit for me. It did a little um, bit, yeah. Because it was very random. He just sort of came out of nowhere. He wasn't, an, he wasn't. you know what I mean? He just It felt like he just came just out on his own volition. I don't know what it was. And he's sort I of saying...
1: I think they're trying to sort of put over as, out of all Hogan's old friends, Savage is like the standard bearer of the, yeah. the backstabbing, and he's he's the one who's going to sort it out. Hence, why we get the, the giant match later because Giant didn't sort it out. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he sort of, he, he sort of said him and like he took you said uh, him and Duggan are on the sort of same wavelength. Um, he says it, you know people haven't been able to get the job done against Hogan, but I'm going to get it done. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing they'll be having a match in a few weeks then, probably. Um, he says, and then he said
1: says it, he's got he got 15,000 stitches in his head.
0: Don't think so. <laughs> what,
1: what did you have, mate? A brain transplant?
0: It's mean, <laughs> an you awful know, lot. Which, uh, that he must have had 1500, surely.
1: I don't even, uh, if he 50, even 50, that's a lot. If he had 50, yeah, if he had 15, I'd be surprised. Do you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> um. So that, yeah, I mean, I like I, I say, I enjoyed the, the, the first part of the Duggan promo, which I was surprised of, And then it sort of ever so slightly lost its way when Savage came down because it all just all felt a bit random and like Duggan was just like running around yeah. in the background. It was a bit bit odd, like. Um, and then we get a little recap from another match at the Clash of Champions, which upset me. A bit. No, it was from Clash of Champions, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but they, re- they recapped Sturgis first and then they recapped the Giants. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry, yeah, you're on- right. Yeah. Um, it was an absolute burial of Benoit, wasn't it? On Clash of Champions, yeah.
1: but <laughs> when he drop kicks him, he drop kicks him and he nearly crushed him because he went into the turnbuckle and sort of followed through the drop kicker. For fuck you know, yeah, that was, a bit, that was, was, a, was a bit nasty. Madness. That uh, big old However, clothesline, it was the best choke slam I've ever seen. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> choke slam, <laughs> clothesline. Me, and, me and you <laughs> can't get the right thing today. It's Doug, Doug and Doug and big clothesline choke slam. But it was, yeah it was absolutely yeah
0: um apparently him and Wim, him and him and woman had a bit of a disagreement in the ring in the corner that uh, that was uncomfortable um, Glad i didn't say that properly <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but we then we, we did move on to um to benoit so obviously they were sort of showing these his failure at the do you call it a pay-per-view or is it just sort of a special live it's like, event?
1: It's, it's like that battle of belt thing and it's like a, a, a TV special like a yeah. Saturday Night's main event was and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so it's Earl Robert Eaton in his hometown, as you mentioned, uh, against uh, Benoit. It's um, sort of intense from pretty much minute one because obviously always there's, is, that, yeah. there's that sort of frustration that he's been beaten, even though he was on he was I mean he was on a good streak wasn't he to be fair before that sort of just got slammed down in about 30 seconds. Um it was pretty much dominance from Benoit really wasn't it?
1: Yeah it was pretty Uh,
0: much um shame really but eaton does his best to sort of put him over as a genuine threat doesn't he?
1: Yeah he does I mean when Bobby comes out I mean I'm a big Bobby Eaton fan it was, it was a cold match, obviously, but it you know it had all the hallmarks to be decent. Yeah. Um, Bobby Eaton gets a, a pop. It's a little one, but it still gets a bit of a pop. Uh, they allude to the tensions in the Blue Bloods. Like Regal wants to go for belts now, and he doesn't want to prop up other people. He wants to go for belts, which is fair enough. Uh, ben Ware and the Devilish come down. Uh, they've both got the memo this week. Nice to see. Yeah. Both, both <laughs> dressed like sexy, devilish women. Um, <laughs> There's an absolute fucking superb lock-up. Really nice yeah. look up, uh, Benoit. Just like like you said, just intense from the off. Punches, kicks, abdominal stretch, um, goes to the outside. He puts it into the post. Um, he's taken out, obviously, like you just alluded to. He's taken out the frustrations he's got with the giant on Bobby. Um, yeah. Hip hits us to the concrete. Chops, women boots. Bobby, uh, <laughs> Bobby sells and bumps really well for him. Uh, Bobby he chokes uh, Benoit. And he go because he has to go to that level to sort of get it's the in. It's
0: a beautiful swinging net breaker, Bobby Eaton. Doesn't oh he? yeah, point.
1: he really does. He went for the Alabama jam, which is a leg drop off the top rope, right? And he sort of had to. He knew he, obviously he, he missed it. Ben Benoit moved, so he had to sort of redirect yeah. himself in the air, which I thought was interesting. Um uh, does his Swan Dive but for free. I mean, it was okay. Eaton barely had any offense again, and he just seems to be. Jobbing now, but in not in like a, as a jobber, he seems to be that guy who's like that top level professional who can, yeah. can get get people over, like yeah, you know, like Regal uh, Regal does. Um, it's is shake because Bobby Eaton, I mean, we need to watch some old Midnight stuff because he's he's fucking world class. He really is.
0: Yeah, obviously not not really seeing him in his proper qualities. Really, are we in the match like that?
1: Um, i think i think a nice little bonus episode might be going back to sort of the height of sort of crockett uh wcw you know sort of like the sort of mid yeah. to 80s and just maybe watching the odd pay- pay- pay-per-view here and there or something just to see just like, like these stuff. people St- yeah steamboat flare yeah, yeah. uh, rock, rock and roll in the prime um mm. you know what i mean like even Sting, when he was decent yeah just because it's like the stuff that I've not seen and the stuff that you've not seen, and it's just, it just might be interesting to do it, but we'll see what we'll see down the line. Yeah. Um, so what was your sort of thoughts on the match? Uh, yeah, <clears throat>
0: did what it needed to do, it gives Benoit a win yeah. again after a, a bit of a shitty loss. Um, definitely, yeah. I suppose, I suppose he, you, you do sort of have to put the giant over Benoit, but you kind of feel like there's enough people on the roster where you could have fed someone else to the giant. Don't know why it had to be Benoit. Um Bit of an odd one, especially they sort of he's in the horseman and the streak he's on. I know they've got that little bit of
1: yeah.
0: bit a needle with uh, with the dungeon, the but, dungeon
1: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was an thing. odd
1: one. I mean, you could you could feed Mongo to him, I guess. But I mean, Mongo's new, and they want to. I think I, th- I don't know if it hurts Benoit. I mean, I think it probably hurt Mongo a lot more.
0: Yeah, probably because
1: because he's, yeah. he's new in here. He hasn't got that sort of body of work. That it's not, it's got.
0: not. Yeah, it's not like Mongo could go and have a belting match the week after and like redeem himself, is it? Exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: Then it recaps the clash again. There's controversy in the Steiner's Harlem Heat, Harlem Heat, Wooden Tops Triangle match. So they call it a triangle match. Not just, just before
0: the a... the controversy, just for the controversy, how fucking typical was it that they had the fucking perfect Harlem Heat gear the night the, on the show we didn't even watch.
1: Oh, yeah, of course it is. It's just it's absolutely sod's law, isn't it? Yeah, Bischoff's ruining us from, from 20, <laughs> 26 years ago. Um, the outsiders come down, but they don't interfere. It's pins, but the decision's reversed. Patrick says uh, he watches, it's he's, he's hard to be a ref. He watches two things at once and he follows the book. Um, then it does the Hogan Flair match. That was the
0: big story of the whole night, wasn't it? The whole Patrick oh, Nick Patrick uh, thing.
1: Big angle. It, the, that, that is the big angle. Hogan apparently yeah. submits, but uh, he, pull, he pulls the ref down. Um, Outsiders come in, so it was a no contest between Hogan and Flair. Um, yeah. After that, we uh, we get our time with the Wooden Tops. <laughs> so uh, the Wooden Tops with Gene facing the Horseman. Uh, Luger, stu- Luger stumbles, as always. Wooden Can't called, even get obviously. his own company
0: name right, can he?
1: No. <laughs> you know, he's only he's only a year since he's been in the WWF. Um he says he has a plan though. And then um Sting says WCW's never been a cakewalk. A what? <laughs> what the fucks a cakewalk.
0: Do you know what I found odd about this though? Everything? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but especially odd. Um they the show last week closed with like the Horseman and Sting and Luger being quite pally, not well, not pally, but like they seemed like they were in in cahoots. And then all the, like I know what we got we get to at the end of it, but like it, like it it read that there was like still that tension between them, but it looked like they'd sort of put it behind them last week. Um, so it was a little bit strange in that regard. Uh, Sting had his uh, Jamaican bobsleigh face paint back as well. So uh, <laughs> feel the rhythm. Fiora get on up! It's wooden tops time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Luga, you dead? Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that I enjoyed that. Uh, I think he had it on on one of the the shows leading up to Bash of the Beach. So just it did sort of pop me a little bit. <laughs> um, but um, any other further comments on the wooden tops there?
1: Other than that, he says he's got a surprise, which uh, which. Turns out to not be a surprise, but you know, he's uh, he's building he's building something exciting for later, I think. And then we get old dipshit, disco dipshit, and Scott Norton. Now, <laughs> this penis, as we said last, disco I said,
0: fever, disco fever. <laughs>
1: calm down, Mark, please. Um, <laughs> as I, as I said last week with Mister Gilberty and his. Uh, Ridiculous fucking ways and means on Crest of the Week. I will deride you every opportunity I get. So down comes a disco dipshit, John Revolta.
0: Shake your booty more... on
1: his tights. Did you notice? <laughs> Shake his fucking neck. This um, <laughs> moronic dickhead. I hope Scott Norton fucking dismembers him. <laughs> um, not no-cells. No and so we fucking should. Then he starts dancing, gets dropped. Lovely. And then he absolutely <laughs> oversells to death. It's like it's like Michael's Hogan over, levels of oversell. Um, he just toys with him. He stands on him. So, Tony calls him, Mr. Shake Your Booty, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> you already got the booty, man. <laughs> no, oh, you don't need too many booties. Yeah, but is the booty man dead now? We just don't know. <laughs> We're hoping. But, get him, boys. He, <laughs> get, <laughs> he gets flattened in the corner. Tell you, what Scott Norton can shift for a big man, can't he? He can, oh, he can, yeah, you know, Got can
2: good feet a for a big knees.
1: man. yeah, yeah it's, it's like crouch, Lovely touch. <laughs> um, and then, like, a monstrous flapjack, like, he did a variation of flapjack and just drops him on his face and head. And I'll tell you <laughs> something, Scott Norton has never been more over with me. What a guy. <laughs> and he does a massive, massive backbreaker, uh, sort of move called the flashback. And he does an iron bar and he submits him. Complete squash, as it should be. What were your thoughts, Mark?
0: Yeah, exactly how it should have been. But do you know, what, do you know what I found really odd about it? What's um that? You know, one of the... Pa- one of the uh, Not the last one, but the pay-per-view before last, it was Malenko and Disco Inferno. They had yeah. Malenko go like 10, 15 minutes with him. But then like, they, oh, they no. gave... And then Norton beats him in like, what, less than five?
1: Yeah, but Scott Norton's a big dude, right? So Malenko's
0: yep. not a big dude Yeah, it, it was one of the in. things that just popped into our head um but like you said it was everything it should have been disco Inferno should not be even even getting a punch in against uh against Scott Norton, especially that you know he's a big fuck off bodybuilder type style anyway he? He, he looks not bodybuilder like strong man look he looks, looks massive um so that, it was oh. everything it needed to be.
1: That's it over as fucking Japan no, Scott Norton, former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. they like
0: they like the big boys, don't they over there?
1: Well, yeah, Stan Hansen and fucking Bruiser Brody got were massive over there. Yeah. Vader, uh, Vader, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they do like the big guy jeans don't they? And then yeah. we cut to Gene.
2: <laughs> with, uh, and, yeah,
0: he's with Teddy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no, he's not necking with him. Uh, he's with <laughs> Ice Training old Teddy Teddy Long player. Um, in the to the giant, he didn't beat Norton. Teddy's, Teddy's good. I give you know, I think Teddy's quite good once he gets the sort of you know flow going on. I like Teddy, um, I don't mind a
2: bit. Anyway.
1: No, I quite like Teddy, no, uh, Teddy Long. Then He'd be a good manager Norton.
0: for Harlem Heat, wouldn't he? Teddy Long,
1: why? Because if they were baby
0: faces, no, if they were baby faces, he would be a good manager
1: for him. Probably, I don't, I don't even think they need a manager, Hallamie. I yeah, think yeah. I think Booker can talk, and I think Stevie Ray can, you know, put his input in when needs be. we um, yeah, had like I said, they alluded to the what happened with the giant at Hogwild. Um, he He's they say he did not he didn't beat Norton, but Norton did beat him because he was in, he didn't beat him at full strength. I think.
2: Yeah.
1: Said, said he said he is good, like I said, and then it shows him Norton attacking him in the IT suite at. School or whatever it
0: was. Yeah, it was funny that. <laughs> it was That's says, good that um, little interactive addition to the feud.
1: I thought it was quite good. He says like, Ice Train comes in. He, he doesn't botch. He, he was. He's better than Luger. Uh, he says he mm-hmm. can't always attack when when his back's turned. Sometimes we're going to, you know, be face to face with you, kind of thing. I thought it was good. I mean, this this feud's been pretty poor for us, yeah. but you know, if if Teddy can get. You know, breathe some new life into it. It could be decent because the matches aren't awful. They're
0: not the worst, are they? It's not like it's uh, big Bubba and John Tenter, is it? <laughs> like a level of listen, feud.
1: Listen, that's a rivalry for the ages. We love them, guy. Well, we love Tenter. <laughs> so new I quite, I quite like Bubba, though. I think Bubba's a great big man. I think Tenter's a great big man. I just think the feud was crap with them coins. <laughs> Dollar on a pole match or whatever. No.
0: Uh but then um we got to a match that we, we touched on very briefly last week. Uh sort of somewhat that on paper would you know it was gonna be something we write up our street in particular. Um Lord Stephen Regal, we, we, we very rarely see him on TV these these days at this point, which is a shame. Is um a shame. but he's against uh the man of a thousand hold, the iceman, Dean Malenko. Uh on paper, it just screams quality, doesn't
1: it? Um, yeah, <laughs> it really does.
0: What did you reckon? What did you reckon? Do you want to go through it?
1: I just, straight from the off, I thought this could be gold before I'd even, I'd even touched. And I said it a million times. Regal's entrance, to facial, the body language, everything's just yeah, brilliant. Absolutely second to none. Um, here comes Dean. Ice cold machine. I didn't actually mean that to rhyme, but it's, you know, just a happy coincidence. <laughs> Um, it just starts off superb grappling, mat work, arm work, toe hold. Fucking, it's all quick. It's it's succinct. It's stiff. It's, it's 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 just really nice. when it comes to a stalemate, and then they have a fucking break. Yeah, that's annoying. And then there's an advert package. It's like for fuck's sake, you don't. I don't want to see this. I just want to see these two. And the back regals on top. And then they do some really nice quick chain wrestling into an insecurity for for two by Regal. Starts a bottle of the way grinds his forearm into his face when he's pinning him. There was a segment on, on, yeah, I mean, like I was listening to Regal's podcast and he's saying like, every fucking pin you pin, like you mean it. Like if your body is not hundred percent on that guy, he says, I hate people who pin weakly. Like like weak pins, he said you need to put all your weight on top of this guy. So you need to make it look like you're trying to win. And a lot of people don't do that these days. Yeah. Um he ties up Dean's arm and locks his chin. What a nice little sub move that was. Superb. Looked like he was a fucking human pretzel and it looked like it genuinely hurt. Um snapmare, hip toss by Dean. Uh methodical work by Regal, like a head scissors. Crushing Dean's like absolutely looked like it was crushing Dean's school, but I bet it didn't hurt him. Hmm, it's just, just to come from a consummate professional. Nick, uh, Pat, Nick Patrick's allegiance is uh brought up again and brought into question. Uh, he does knees to Dean's chin, then a full Nelson, but he properly works the full Nelson on the floor as well. Looks yeah, like a struggle when you um, suddenly
0: see some people lock it in, it just looks like it's not doing anything, does it?
1: But... yeah, like when the warlord did it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then an Irish whip into a springboard dropkick by Dean. Uh, beautiful release, German. Uh, then he does a second with a bridge, 4-2. Lovely. Double underhook, uh, suplex for two by Regal. Tries two more pins, but gets two both times. It's, they're both so fluid. It's like there's no wow. wasted motion. He's only the sort of trade-off roll-ups. Uh, and Melenko does a crucifix roll up for free. I thought it was a lovely technical TV match. It was it's a cold match, but it was so good to watch. Just two masters just grappling yeah. together. Um, and then they tell us that Malenko is going for the US title on Sat- on the Saturday Night Show against Flair, which I wish I'd have fucking seen because I think that would have been great as well. Yeah, what do
0: you uh, Yeah. I mean, it was everything I thought it was going to be. It was sort of technical masterclass at times. Um, like I say, just two two in particular, Regal Malenko. They're two people we've had a lot of praise for, and we? When we've watched, since we've been watching this sort of run through. So you know, it had all the hallmarks to be quality, and and it it didn't disappoint. Really, uh, the only shame was it. It had a break in between, which is a bit annoying. It maybe could have gone ever so slightly longer. I wouldn't have minded seeing an extra few minutes. No, um, I. um lovely sort of like you said, just the chain, sort of the transition from the holds and, and, and sort of beautiful little just mat work. It's just just clinic stuff in it, it's just quality. Um I'd love to see a, a best of three with these 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 two or a best of five series, something like that. Just just let yeah. them have a little feud on TV. That'd be great, because um, it's sort of like they never tend to have any sort of like genuine, like active programs for them both, do they? It's like Regal had little tiny one with Sting, Malenko's yeah. had the odd hit, odd one like a three week rivalry with Ray and yeah. things like that. But love to see that and and beautiful like pinning predicament to win. Um, yeah. Super. I, when you do when you do pins like that, they, they look so good. I hate when they do like, you know, like the shitty roll up finish. But like like why wouldn't you kick out of that? When you get when you get like a proper like you're locking someone's legs up with your arm and stuff like that, that looks really fucking hard to get out of. Like yeah. I always think those sort of pinning predicaments look better than just to fucking roll them up, pull the tights and all that. Um well bear. Um but after that um, jeans on the on the entrance way, the ramp, whatever you want to call it, with uh, Flair and, and the horseman.
4: All right, Tony, I thank you very much. The countdown is underway on this electrifying Monday night roll. And man, is this crowd red hot tonight? Horseman Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and others to join us. Coming up for a big one with Lex Luger and Sting as the countdown to our number two is underway. Did I hear Sting and Luger come out here earlier and say they don't like us? Well, I never needed anybody to like me, Sting, as long as I had the four horsemen backing me up. I never had to have a weapon in my back pocket to feel tough. You see, the feelings that I have come from in here, it's called having guts. But I'll tell you a little bit about myself. You've rolled in that ring with the horsemen for the last 10 years, and win, lose, or draw, when you rolled out, you knew you had been in one heck of a fight. Don't think, with all this outside turmoil happening, that tonight will be any exception. All right, we're about 30 seconds away from our number two, Nature Boy Ricclair. E. Yes. you know why we the horsemen? Come because we believe in wise women and thong. And tonight, Luger and Steve, the two pretty boys, the big bodies, Tonight, boys, you walk. Woo! Set out. A turn. to style and profile, but double A and an inch of more, rock and
2: roll.
4: Woo! All right, the horsemen. I'm talking about Rick Flair, Arn are getting ready to do battle with Lex Luger and Sting. Here at Nitro. Here at sets hey, hey. Are you ready for our hey, number, hey, number two? We. If you are watching the show tonight, remember, pal, that between Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, and Hulk Hogan, the nishiboy boys got more playing time than you got shower time. Thank you very much. I think I've got a Roman candle off my pant leg. Eric, let's get back to you. Please keep going.
1: Um...
0: Sorry, my voice went there. <laughs> uh, I think mean, that was last night. <laughs> who, who, um, who do you
1: think you are? Who do you
0: think you are? <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, do <laughs> <for> you?
0: <laughs> um, says he's never needed anyone to like him as long as the horsemen are there backing him up. Great line. I like that. Fair point, yeah. Shows unity in your group. You don't need anyone as long as you've got your boys in the back. Um. And he also says he never needed a weapon in his back pocket to feel tough. And I
1: believe that as well. (laughs) Yeah, I can
3: imagine.
0: He's a tough bastard.
1: Big dad Uh, on nights, isn't He's just got that big dad on nights vibe. Don't wake him because he will maul you.
0: Yeah. And then he ends his sort of segment of it saying, win, lose or draw with the horsemen, you always know you're going to be in a fight with us. Quality, quality promo by Arn again.
1: Always, yeah. He very,
0: very, very rarely misses from when we've been watching this. He's quality on the mic you, you get you get that sort of underrated thing with him being in ring and stuff like that but he's underrated as fuck on the stick as well yeah. you don't hear anyone talking about him
1: no you just, you just believe everything he says it's like he says it he's, he's not a shouter he's, he's got that Harley race vibe to him where yeah um, he talks softly because people will listen because you've got to like and he's it's forceful without being it's aggressive but it's like um He's got that tone, hasn't he? Yeah, like an understated aggression, where it's like, "I'll I'll calmly tell you this: don't fuck with me, without telling you, don't fuck with me." And and he's he's so believable, man. He really is. Honestly, it's like when he talks, I'm like, I'm like fixed. Yeah.
0: See, see, I think I thought that. Sorry, mate.
1: Um... I'm saying, I think he's the perfect balance to Flair.
0: Yeah, Um, I got, I got. From what I got from this promo, I thought it was it was a bit it was one of those off promos again from Flair. This one, I don't know about you. Um, well, it wasn't quite to the standard he's had the last few weeks. Um, no, it was
1: pretty indecipherable at first.
0: Yeah, I don't like it when he does that, like just screaming down the mic, like to begin with. I like it when he's sort of a bit more understated. I know it's Flair, and I know he's animated and things like that, but. I think he, when, he t- when he takes it down ever so slightly, you can get quality I mean him. Yeah. This wasn't his best. I think the one he did last week was good. Um, You know, the sort of end of the show and and he's done a few little pre-packages as well and things like that. So what do you reckon to this whole sort of interview segment?
1: I just thought it was indecipherable and giddy as fuck. <laughs> I caught something about him saying something about wine, women and song. And then uh, the fucking hour two pyro music goes off and fucks it up completely just can't yeah. get it right the hour two thing. So like Flair's talking and the fucking tunes going in the background, all the pyros going off. Yeah. Like,
0: what the f- terrible. Fuck? That.
1: Um, he did get a nice line in um about Hogan. He says uh, he's had more ring time than Hogan's had shower time, which I thought <laughs> was quite funny but, and and yeah. fucking true. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, not wrong. Um, you said he said what, what was it he was going on about Michael Jordan or something like that. I, I, I missed what was he? What, yeah, was,
1: I think it was like. Um, I mean, I'll put I'll put the promo in, but I mean, I think it was. I think he was trying to say like the best guys in their chosen field, he right? Yeah, did, like a, a core with them. Something sort of swell along the lines. Like I said, it was pretty indecipherable. He was just reeling off names, wasn't he? Pretty For much. Bit, like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes it does it's quite difficult to sort of figure out what he's, what he's saying and try the point he's trying to get across, especially when you've got Pyro with a fucking tune going on off in the background.
2: So yeah, that didn't how, <laughs>
1: how they can't get that right is just beyond me. It's, you know what I mean?
0: Why can't they just I, wait? I don't know why they can't just wait.
1: <laughs> it's odd. But it's like that savage, savage Match of the Week against Valentine where it was like he had like 30 seconds to sell quickly, get up to the top rope, do his elbow, and then fucking get a three. And then the to, keep, to be year. fair, perfectly. I'll give him
3: that.
1: <laughs> um and after after that, bit of uh audio respite from uh the soliloquy of uh Anderson and Rick Flair, we get the fucking nasty boys versus pubic enema. Fucking! That's my oh. new world oh, older bit. That's I'm going to call them pubic enema from now on.
2: <laughs>
1: pubic enema. Um, I've just
2: thought,
1: hearing me, not this again. Thankfully, no blow up sharks this time, like there was a Bush at the beach. Um, Got a table in but, hand, don't uh, they? Jesus. Uh, Bischoff mentions uh, the WWF lawsuit. Weird as fuck. Did he? Yeah, he said the uh, uh, WWF is suing us. We've got a we've got a battle against that or something like that. I was like, what? What are you fucking oh, saying? The, what are you mentioning that for?
0: What the with the the, the National Hall thing?
1: Yeah, saying we're fighting on all fronts kind of thing. We're sort of battling against the WWF lawsuit. I'm just thinking then you just you're just mentioned. killing. It's like why you mentioned the lawsuit about the two guys you're supposed to be scared of? You're just completely pissing on your own fucking gimmick there, what's going on? Anyway, uh, what did you think of the Nasties versus uh, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock?
0: Absolutely shocking. Like, just beyond, like, beyond shit. Um, <laughs> I put in my notes, everything in my being wants to skip this match, but I can't do it to you again, I'm afraid. I, I can't do oh, it you,
1: again. You shat on me at Bash of the Beach, didn't you, you prick?
0: <laughs> uh, match jump starts. There's no rules by the looks of it. Apparently, it's, it, it, from what I can gather, it's a no-DQ match. No one said it was. Um, no. <laughs> it's just the double-screen gimmick's back, which is, just makes it shitter. Uh, um, it. No hates explain, it, no. nothing. It's so jarring to watch. Like, There's no tags, there's no rules, and you don't know which one to watch. It's boring. Um, there was actually – di- give it one bit of praise. It was a decent bit of double-team by pub- Public Enemy at one point. Uh, which allowed him to get a little bit of a sort of moment or two to get one of the, one of the nasty boys set up on the table. <laughs> they go for some sort of springboard sent on type thing yeah, the, nasty boy, bit, the nasty boy moves out the way nasty boy moves out the way they both take each other out of the table roll them back in um and the nasties win uh pretty poor um any anything to add?
1: Well the table, they always come out of the table. So it's like it's like a fucking yeah. Chekhov's gun. It's like Chekhov's gun, like there's a table. Did they there, nick that off
0: like, the Dudleys or was that the Dudleys nicking that off them?
1: No, fuck no, it's just an ECW trope, isn't it, I think. But yeah, the, the Chekhov gun sort of theory is is you see the gun, that that gun will be used. You see yeah, the table yeah. they come out of the table, that table will be used. Okay. And it's it's just like I just thought please be brief. I just, I don't need to see it. The double screen thing is always with these two because they can't just fucking just do a tag yeah. match right it's just ridiculous Rocco rock does that sort of owen hart sit down top rope backflip thing that when he's holding the arm it's athletic but it was literally pointless it did nothing literally did nothing um <laughs> the nasty boys have got two of the most egregious mullets i've ever seen in my life just <laughs> just, just pure cool. 1987 tra- trailer park absolute filthy um one of them does a cactus jack elbow for no pop whatsoever. Do you know, what? off the off the apron onto the concrete. Don't do yeah. that for no pop. At least when at least when Foley did it, it was it we've got a pop. Um, yeah. And it's Mick Foley tags. for God's sake. Well, exactly. So then you do that mad flip spot by a public enemy, yeah. that cannonball kind of thing. Um, Sags moves both go through, like you said. Bob spins for free, shit, but mercifully short. This feud yeah. is fucking pony.
0: I think it'll continue at some point, though.
1: Oh, yeah, of course it will.
0: <laughs> they, they tend to keep the feuds that are shocking long longest going.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolute horseshit.
4: Take it away, Gino. All right, Erica, thank you very much. I don't mind telling you that one kind of backfired on Public Enemy, but there's some other things, I guess. Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. You're making a statement in World Championship Wrestling, some of it having to do with the comfort level of the NWO. Hey, NWO, backfiring, nothing. Everybody that enters Nastyville is leaving Nastyville like those two saps just did. Face down, baby. Nasty as we want to be, and that's all we're going to be. NWO, WCW, we're right here. We're just nasty as we need to be when we want to be. You know, Brian Knobbs, I want to confront you publicly on this television program. We've known for many years that you have been hanging and banging with Hulk Hogan. And I wonder with the, well, the revelations in recent weeks, if that is still the case. Hey, like I told you before, Shorty, what's a friend, always a friend, but he does what he wants to do. And the nasty boys do what they want to do, so Harlem Heat, Snyder Brothers. Watch out, baby! Because nasty is coming your way! We won the WCW Tag Team titles around the nasty boys' waist for a fourth time! All right, uh, obviously, these two guys hit the buffet pretty heavy, and you know what they want. They want a shot at the Tag Team titles. Bobby Eric, back to you, gentlemen. Anyway, though, after that, Absolute
0: stinker of a match. Uh, Gene, Gene, Gene joined the nasty boys in the ring, uh, for a little in ring promo. Gene's been quite busy tonight, to be fair. He's, he's earning that paycheck. Um, he had a night off at Hogwell, didn't he? So. <laughs> apart from when he uh, it was in his je- jeans with Gene, Jean. um, <laughs> um, but he's sort of um asking about. You ask about Hogan, like, why, why are we still asking about Hogan all the time? I just don't get it. Like, it's got nothing to do with what they're doing. Um, I found it odd. I know that apparently they're friends, but they literally had this same conversation, like, three or four weeks
1: ago at the, one of the Disney shows. But in kayfabe, though, when have they ever mentioned that the friends because well, that, the nasty well, boys yeah. so.
0: That's the thing. It, 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 at this point, because of that promise established, but then why are we asking them again? We've already, we already know what they think about it. And they said right. the same thing that they're just they're not they're not WCW they're not NWO they're just focused on the Nasty Boys and I think that's fair enough. I mean that's like the only the only promo that's made any sense towards the whole Hogan thing really, apart from the, the, the Duggan one earlier where it's like well, we're going to do our own thing. You know, doesn't really concern us. We're a tag team. Uh, we don't really yeah. care what Hogan's doing. Um, they say Hogan can do what he wants, and they'll do what they want to do. Um, Pretty fair enough. And then they, they sort of lay out the intentions of being tag champs for a fourth time. What were they thinking the first three times? Jesus. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> I mean, there floats. was some
1: comedy in it. There was some comedy in it. Sags yeah. calls them the N- NWL. I don't know if you <laughs> heard that. I thought that was pretty shit. Um, then he cut some pretty standard promo. Gene says to nobs he's been hanging and banging with Hogan for a while. Hanging and banging, eh? <laughs> Um, he, he calls Gene Shorty and just shouts a lot Uh like like you said they both do what you want so he's still his mate uh, and then as they were leaving Gene casually says that they've both hit the buffet hard which I thought was quite funny
0: <laughs> Gene, Gene pops in with a couple of little good one-liners sometimes
1: doesn't he he does he's, he's, he's very sort of passive-aggressive Gene he's quite funny yeah
4: all right thanks you know, and bobby so much going on here in wcw we heard larry and, and tony of course talking about it in the first hour one of the things that sabisco kept talking about was paranoia let me tell you something sting is not paranoid flair is not paranoid anderson isn't savage isn't the giant isn't luger isn't no one here in wcw is paranoid as it when it comes to the nwo because there's nothing going to happen here wcw is staying right where it is well you know they laid on a lot of people with ball bats they picked you up they hurt you they shook ocarina around they came in they put a big foot down and scared a lot of people now i think everybody woke up and said hey if you're that kind of tough people then come on let's get it on and let's fight i don't see him tonight we're loaded for war but no one's around the giant come and get it guys come and get it wcw is here and we'll be back with a lot more action here
3: on nitro and i'll tell you what. One match that I'm looking forward to tonight has got to be the macho man, Randy Savage, and the Giants. You see, Savage, he is a the
4: man. Now, he's got stitches in the back of his head. Don't worry about it. He'll be here tonight. And he's going to do battle. we got more action coming right after this timeout.
1: Then uh, we cut to Bischoff, and Bischoff's going on about paranoia. He's with Heenan, and he says nobody's paranoid. Yeah, a bit, to be fair, Heenan especially.
0: I was going to say, like, he sat next to the most paranoid bloke in the building in storyline, and he like yeah, a bit... Bobby's like shat himself every single time
1: the end of the world turned <love>. up. <laughs> so even, yeah. even Heenan gets in on it though. He says they've got people, they're loaded for war, but no one's about. <laughs> 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 um Yeah, it's just that it's
0: that same thing. Isn't it? That Bishop, where he's like he's trying to act all hard and all that, but it's, it just doesn't come across well. Or <laughs> He just sounds like That's a Doyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, then I think mean, they went to a little break after that again, didn't they? It was like two quick fire sort of breaks, yeah, like they, two different. Um, we come back and they sort of recapped what a match I would have. I actually mentioned it last yeah. week, briefly. Yeah. I said I'd love to see be and Eddie at some point. Little yeah, did I know I that it was, was going to be yeah. on, <laughs> I, it, I didn't know it was going to be on that Clash of the Champions. Um,
1: that's, that's a feud I want to see I think that could be I'd love to see that from what, and I think from we might we get it. Say, I hope it yeah I hope we do because it's good it's going to be really good
0: yeah, like I was saying it was like DDPs has always been like like you know cold matches just sort of random matches for like just put him in something that's meaningful especially Eddie now he's sort of he was unsuccessful with his US belt and things like that so like this is a good this is a good feud for them both I think um, I think
1: it will be good I mean they'd show Eddie beating him clean being for Feige the Lord of the Ring. That's it. Shakes his hand and diamond cutters him twice. And then, so he's lost his ring now. And then he uh, he does one more for good luck from the middle rope, which was fucking lovely. And yeah. Chavo obviously comes down, tries to help. And um, Chavo is pissed off. So he's gone to the WCW match committee, or whatever they're called, and demanded this match. So next we get uh, Chavo Guerrero versus DDP. And the dulcet tones of "Smells Like Yoga" emanating from the PA system.
0: <laughs> Self high five. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: comes down, um, he's cigaring cigar in gob, cocky as fuck, oozing star power. Does like the fake handshake to the crowd and slicks back his hair. Loved it. Quality. Absolutely loved it.
0: I, mean, I thought, I thought this could, like I put in my notes like when I saw this match, I was like, this could be a lot of fun. Could be a lot yeah, of fun because so, so. uh, Chavo's one of them. He's a bit, you uh, know, he's a bit ridiculed, didn't he? For some of the shit he did in WWF, but he, the guy can go, Jesus. Um, we saw oh, him yeah. about a match. Like- who did he have, have a match with? Was it Malenko on TV a few a month or so ago? It, that was decent might as been. well, might have been, yeah.
1: But um, it's like young, young, uber baby Chavo, and he? he's like, Yeah,
0: <laughs> in his main event pants <laughs> and
1: his main event kicks. yeah, superb. <laughs> Got, um, copyright uh, New Generation Project podcaster. Huh?
0: <laughs> um he, saw, uh, Didi, Chavo uh, he sort of did. Charbo starts quite hot. He sort of he gets a bit of a drop kick. Gets caught up in the rope, which is a which was I thought was a really fun spot. Um, yeah, that's fun, yeah, yeah, and he sort of then he uh, he uh, took another drop kick while he was sort of caught up in the middle and top rope. Um, it's like you said. Page is a great bumping heel, isn't he? He makes yeah. he makes people look better, um, and 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 he does. It, uh, although the 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 bumps do sit a little bit, they can be a little bit over animated, a little bit silly. They they don't sort of take away from the match at any point for me. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Like it, maybe if it was someone else, it would probably come across silly. But it just doesn't seem to with DDP. I don't I know think what it is.
1: Like you're making the fall of the heel. It's like. Yeah. But you know for a fa- the thing with pages, he can do all these crazy bumps and he can look like a fool, like the heel is made to look like a fool. But you know, he knows, everybody knows that one diamond Cutter done. He's dangerous. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like the angle thing. Kurt Angle could be, a, I mean, obviously he's not like Kurt Angle, but he could be a goofy fucker. But well, yeah. you know that he could... Rip Once he like gets that ankle lock in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, if he chooses to.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. You've
1: always got you've always got that element of danger with Page.
0: Yeah, um, DDP manages sort of get get a bit more control. He uses his sort of obvious size advantage and power to to cut him off. starts starts working the arm, which was really good. Tied his arm up in like the ropes. Uh, continued the attack. Um, he's grinding Chavo's face on the rope as well, which was really good. He's That's sort of speaking regal to- like. Yeah, it was, uh, and he was sort of speaking to Eddie in the camera. I Didn't catch exactly what he was saying, but he was sort of this is, you know, this is what this is what I'm gonna to do to you, Eddie, and all that. Um, and it, and it was just like good psychology. In the fact that any time Chavo got those little tiny hot hope spots, it was bang DDP straight back to the arm, no Cut fucking about. Away, yeah. yeah, quality. I it was great. Um, I it was great. beautiful sit-out power bomb by Page with like serious impact. Obviously, he's a bigger guy compared to Chavo, so that was a really Really nice move. Um, <laughs> at this point, though, it, it was a similar to uh, it was a Malenko match a few weeks ago, wasn't it? That Ray one where it was like he kept going for the cover, pulls his head up at two. You oh, know it's coming. Yeah. You know it's coming. Yeah, gosh. Uh, you. Pulls his head up at two. I think it was twice he did that. Um, yeah. <laughs> as always, the heel end up end up get, ends up getting beaten by the sort of the the smaller the, the lower down babyface. Um, but I don't think it. I don't think it harms DDP at all because he had him beat.
1: It makes sense for him to do that because the way I saw it was he's a cocky bastard and he's doing that. I just to inflict more punishment, but he knows again, like everyone else knows, he's got that diamond cut in his locker and he just knocks out and, he's, and it's done. So he's just, he's just toying with him there. Yeah, but, you know, he's, he's, it's a good little bit of psychology. He's like, he's toying with him. It's the, the bigger guy, the cockier guy uh, who's got that, that lethal move in his locker, but he just waited that little bit too long to pull it out
0: yeah i thought it was i thought it was really good really fun actually
1: like
2: really i, I thought it was
1: and... really fun, yeah if, if, if he had, to, he had uh, uh one two three kid raising ramon vibes for me yeah right? like, yeah it's like he, he sneaks a little win at the end um there's some there's some really nice spots in it um uh, for me um so like he evades page and you know, he does two drop kicks he does that bump outside. But then he does this big dive and he lands he hits the guardrail. The silly bastard! And yeah. but he doesn't sell it. Fair play. He comes straight back and he's like on a tear. He, he just goes for him like a rabid dog. But Page keeps overpowering him, and pushing him away and stuff in the corner. And uh, then he moves and uh, Chavo hits into the post. And then Page straight on the arm and the shoulder without hesitation. Um, and then some fucking great stuff. It was a bit, and I this is this is my favorite bit of the whole match. Where well there was two, he does he twist his arm and then he yanks Chavo over his head. It was like a yeah. like a like a modified arm drag, seven point five on the modified steamboat scale. The same. <laughs> Not um, bad
0: for a modified.
1: That's it, for a modified variation. Uh, the fa- <laughs> my favourite bit is where he put his arm behind his back into a hammerlock and did a belly to belly suplex onto the arm. That was fucking amazing. That was, that nice. was top class. Um, we always
0: talk about how Page has got that innovation in his offence as well, yeah. don't we? Like I, so I have good. seen
1: Malenko do it, though. So, you know, yeah. he's, he's clearly, but he clearly watches other people, though. He's, he's definitely a student of the game, drew a little bit of money, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, it was... it was, it was I, just, I thought it was great. And then uh, it was, I thought it was a cracking little match. Page was superb. Then he cutters him and um, whips him with uh, Nick Patrick's belt. And Nick Patrick does fuck all. And Randy Anderson comes down. And uh, what, do you have any more thoughts, mate? Um, no, like it,
0: it. Like I said, it didn't hurt DDP because he obviously got his offense in at the end. He sort yeah. of has the upper hand with it. And then there's obviously there's that ability to to continue that feud with that, whether it's the Guerrero family or not, or whether it's just Eddie, I don't know. But um well, you might get I Chavo hope-
1: Classic coming in. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero Sr. or uh, Mondo or, you know, Hector, oh. the gobbledygooker.
0: <laughs> we'll have to see, won't we? Uh, and then it sort of, strangely, it sort of put more fuel on, on the fire of the Nick Patrick thing.
4: Gee, what kind of nonsense Nick Patrick is going to lay on his chair. Gino, if you can hear me. Gino, take it, buddy. Nick Patrick, I'm going to call you on a carpet here right now. You had an opportunity to stop that thing before it even started, and you
3: didn't do it. Now, wait a second. If I was a police officer, and I come up on a scene, I was by myself, and things were out of control, would that police officer charge in there by himself, or would he wait for backup?
4: Wait a minute. Here comes the guy. Randy Anderson is a great referee. You're a senior official. This guy's half your size. He takes matters into his own, into his hands well, while you stand by idly? Wh-
3: that's what makes Randy Anderson and myself such a great refereeing team. It's teamwork. He's always there for me when I need him, and I'm always there for him when he needs me.
4: I want to ask you something, Patrick. Quite candidly, a lot of fingers have been pointed at you as of
3: late. Do you have anything to say about those accusations? Yeah, I have a lot to say about those accusations, Gene. I think... The main uh, cause of all my trouble is you.
4: Hey, listen, I'm not pointing a the finger on you. The is
3: blowing everything up out of proportion. Don't you think that if I would have done something wrong, it would have been captured on film. If I had been captured on film doing something wrong, I'd be fired right now, but I'm not. I'm right here. I haven't done anything wrong. Everything's being blown up by you, the media, the newspapers, the magazines. It's all been blown out of proportion. WCW is not sticking together anymore.
4: All right, I thank you very much. Uh, Senior referee and official here at WCW, Nick Patrick. By the way, I couldn't help but notice... That beautiful home you just purchased here in the last 10 days. I know what kind of dough you make, and that's very impressive. 550 grand. Eric, back to you, please.
1: Yeah, so you get a uh, Gene with Nick Patrick, and uh, Gene wants an explanation. And to be fair to him, he gives one. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, all right, Gene, you just shut, shut you up. Um, Great promo. Next, I think it was that, but you, you know, Nick, Nick Patrick, even though he's a referee, his dad, his dad showed it. Nick Patrick, yeah. <laughs>
0: He's said Dick Patrick,
1: <laughs> Dick Patrick. Well, Dick Nick, whoever we're not getting anything right this week, are we? Uh, but his dad was his dad was Jody Hamilton, who was uh, one of the assassins, he was, he was like a big tag team in the south back in the day. And he was, um, he was on the booking committee in the late 80s, he was a trainer at the power plant for a bit. And so, you know, he's, he grew up in the business, so he knows, he knows how to cut a promo pretty much. He loves this business, um, he does this business is my business and my business is good
2: um,
1: <laughs> um, good snap uh, take a bomb um, <laughs> take a bomb big fucking deal right, uh, makes uh, makes a good point he does make a good point and he completely baby faces it he says uh, Gene is the cause of all his troubles the media and stuff he's basically <laughs> doing Trump Trump before Trump did Trump Yeah. and fake um, news. he says if he was bad at his job he'd have been fired by now um, and then G mentions that, uh, oh, i seen you bought a new house, sort of all- yeah. alluding to him being on the take, which I thought was quite a nice little uh, thing to drop in there. What did you reckon?
0: <laughs> good. I thought it was really good. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to cut a good promo. Like, I mean, to be fair, I didn't really know he was sort of – you obviously have got some involvement in wrestling. But I didn't know he was sort of yeah. like that. Linear, I thought it yeah. was good. I thought it was good. I thought it felt quite real as well. It didn't feel that it, it was a better promo than what Hogan did last week, <laughs> that's for certain. Um, it's pretty know. embarrassing to get a, get shown up by a ref. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. He, he like you say, baby faced the fuck out of it. Said, you know, if if he said something like, if 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 a cop was trying to pull you over, you'd wait for backup or something like that. I, I didn't yeah, exactly. catch all of it. And he was saying, yeah, like, I was just waiting. He's saying, "I'll just wait for Rand." I was waiting for Randy. We're a good refereeing team and all that, and we have each other's back. Yeah, exactly. um, it's great, good. great point. Really good. But there was that—that that, there was that little touch of like sarcasm and cynicism behind it, which I thought was good. And y- yeah, y- y- so I think he's
1: done well.
0: It was a decent promo, and it sort of feed it it it, it elevated that particular angle, which I thought was good. Um, yeah, a
1: nuance to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: we like nuance, don't we?
1: Um, <laughs> understandable new ones, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway though, um we got to another tag team titles match we seem to get these pretty much every week, if not every other week, don't we, to be fair? Um Harlem Heat versus the American males. Um, they, recapped,
1: uh, they recapped and beating them eleven eleven months ago for the belt and had a four brawl advert as well before. Yeah,
0: right? they they recapped Marcus Alexander Bagwell winning uh, winning it for them both. <laughs>
1: M-A-B, <laughs> bang, bang. Twitter's <laughs> Marcus alexander Bagwell.
0: Buff the stuff. Um <laughs> oh, do you reckon Scotty bump...
1: Riggs was the guy he paid to do his Twitter?
0: Yeah, probably. Here, Scotty, I'll do do, do, do a favour, uh, <laughs> uh I think it's the first time we've seen the American male since the Disney attack. So they've been off TV yes. for a while, which sort of fed yeah. into that angle quite well. But then they sort of ruined it by saying one of them was doing a TV show or something. So it was like, oh, that's why they were off. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't think you should have mentioned that really. Um, Harlem Heat. Typically, they're back in red gear as soon as we're watching again. Absolutely fucking fuming with that. They had the absolute quintessential Harlem Heat gear on as well in that, that clash of the chat. I know. Oh, we'll um, watch it. I know. Bishop's um, going.
1: If I can source them like the whole class of the champions package, we need to start from one as a bonus episode and go all the way through because then we get to see all the so a lot of the old stuff, the midnight. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's a good little bonus thing to do. If I can, it. Yeah, it's not
0: a bad idea. Um, starts off, Bischoff's not even talking about the match, he's on about the fourth and fifth man. Says he thinks they're bluffing and they've run out of, of, of ammunition. Yeah, I wonder if i
1: Propaganda, doesn't he? It? So it's
0: like, uh, propaganda. yeah, I'm sure we'll see who the fourth man eventually is. And I could be, I don't know who it is actually. I, it, the the timeline's very faded for me from what I've seen. <laughs> by the old revisionist WCW on, um, the old WWF packages and stuff like that. Um, we'll see. match, match jump starts heat, heat, funnily enough, starting hot on, uh, on rigs. Um, Stevie Ray doesn't do the sidekick as well as Booker, let's be honest. Uh nowhere near as good. <laughs> he, he barely even connects with it. Um I mean it, it wasn't very long, was it?
1: it wasn't no, it was about four and a half, maybe. Um uh,
0: so they get a bit, as I said, they get a bit of heat on rigs and you get a sort of hot tag to bagwell. It was a bit weak. Um it a bit weak of, yeah. It was a bit it was a bit sort of bit weak at times. It's frustrating, really. Old Marcus Alexander's on the clean-up. Uh, gets a near fall on, on the roll-up. Um, the finish was good. I'll give it that. Bagwell got yeah. pushed from the top rope and he got caught into a power slam by Stevie Ray. It looked great. looked really I good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked really fun. Uh, it's nice yeah, to see I little think. counters like that. And and it a counter like that is so rare to see especially from a top rope that it would make sense that it'd be like a, a shock finish yeah, uh because it sort of just comes out of nowhere uh not much really to go off but any thoughts on the on the additional thoughts
1: american males come down big pops and cheesy awesome music love it Heed them <laughs> calls them cheerleaders i'm thinking which one's sherry gonna kiss this week <laughs> Uh, then then Harlem Heat come down with an absolute banging tune, but yeah, like you said, red gear. They ooze, they both ooze charisma though. I mean Booker yeah. more than Stevie Ray, but they're still Stevie Ray's got that big man aura to him. Um obviously a jump start. They get hit on rigs, like you said. Uh, Stevie Ray's just an absolute beast powerhouse, in him. What a yeah. fucking dude he is. Uh they're all obsessing over Patrick on comms. Uh Booker misses the elbow but lands with a kick. Uh, Bagwell's like itching to get in as Riggs gets double teamed um, the drop kick hope spot by Riggs as Booker comes off the top um, Bagwell starts getting the crowd going we- weak hot tag Bagwell hops over the rope and mid hop he kicks Stevie Ray right, and then just goes on a clean up drop kick slams then he's cut off um, abdominal stretch slam countered and to a roll up for two Bucker goes into the rail. A missile drop kick off the top rope by Riggs. Uh, Bagwell is caught and slam midair. I thought it was a good TV match. Really enjoyed it. And uh, Harlem Heat won clean, no fuckery.
0: Yeah, that's good to see for once. <laughs>
1: good, good solid win for him. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I thought it was good. A lot of a nice York, sort of, much. a lot of like nice quick fire matches though. I thought, which I yeah. quite enjoyed. Um, yeah, it was
1: sort of more quality over quantity with a lot of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely. Um so we got on that nice little fun tag match, and then we get Flair and Anne coming down uh with woman and Liz.
1: Yeah, Anne's in t shirt and trunks, Flair full fucking robe. <laughs> uh it's built as do... a match, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it wasn't, and then, then the wooden tops come down, stings in his disco dancing matador jacket, and uh Luger obviously bland as fuck, black trunks, no top, ponytail. Uh, blonde hair just looks like every single member of the 1990 German football team um, <laughs> and yeah, Jürgen Luger
4: waste <laughs> <laughs> your time we want to know what the chances of having the last two horsemen come into the ring right now what is he nuts Suicide. we want the horsemen the rest of them to come down to the ring right now confidence is one thing stupidity is another Stinger, come on. Come on, Stinger. What do they have in the back of their mind? Steve McMichael, 15 years in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, making his way to the ring with the crippler Chris Benoit. What in the world are they thinking? We'll be back right after this. This is nuts. No, we don't have to go to break, do we? This is
2: nuts. Mm Mm-mm.
4: All right, WCW Monday Nitro, live on the air here, and I i was back in the locker room area trying to pack some things away, watching the remainder of the show, but this thing, Arn Anderson has gotten so far out of whack, I i gotta have some kind of an explanation, so do these folks here tonight. He's got something to say, let him say it. Sting, you said you had a surprise, is this it? This is it, right here. We can do what we've always done year after year, and we can come out here and beat each other up, or we can just recognize the fact that there is a major problem right here in WCW. I know, Nature Boy and the Total Package knows we can't trust you as far as we can throw you. We will never be able to trust you. That is a fact, and we know that. But I also know that all of your blood and your blood and sweat and tears have all been shed, no matter where your wrestling career has ever taken you, they've all been shed right here at WCW. You are WCW, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. The total package is WCW. I am WCW. In 30 days, 30 days, War Games is going to happen. War Games was created by the horsemen for the horsemen. We know that, but with all due respect to Chris Benoit and to Steve McMichaels, there's only four people in this ring right now that have ever felt War Games. That's you two, and that's us two. So we're not asking, we are demanding that we take those two slots in war games with you two look at that look at flair is that is that going what to let me going get through this right you two with us two yeah. let me a get a couple of things straight here i don't like you and i don't like you we don't have the same philosophy luger you got a heck of a body i mean you're ripped but do you know what War Games is all about? You see, you can't bring all these jiggling pecs and all these show muscles to War Games. That won't help you. But now if you bring all that power and dedication that it took to mold that body to War Games, well, that's a different story.
2: Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, Can whoa. you do that, Luther? You know, Double A, we go way back as we all know. Our history is your history. Now, you want to make a comment about jiggling pecs or the body? You reach deep down inside and you really think about it, and you your Boy too have a stinger and myself in one match, including the war games. Have you ever, when you really think deep down inside, ever left that ring saying, We let up. We didn't give 100%. Ask yourself that question, and you answer that in your own mind before you blow this whole thing off. Look at oh, I get where you're coming from Let me go to you For one night Can you take that albatross Out from around your neck That you've had your entire career And you know what that is, Stinger The little stingers Always caring what the kids thought Always trying to do the right thing Because I'm going to tell you To survive war games or to win war games, you can't do the right thing. You gotta get down in that gutter and you gotta reach into a man's soul and do something so violent and so painful that he looks into your eyes and says, I quit. This is not about pinfalls, it's I submit or surrender. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, and I'm telling the world, when I get in war games with the outsiders, they're gonna have to kill me. Because the words I quit are never coming out of my mouth. Can you do that? Wait a minute now. Are, are you agreeing in principle to get together for That's this one? That's what it sounds like to me. Let me answer this. I can't even believe that you can waste the breath to ask me a question like that after what we've been through. Like I said earlier, WCW has not been a cakewalk for you or you. But I have lived the life of WCW. Remember that. Ask the Nature Boy if you don't know. All right, I thank you very much, Nate. We got to make it quick. I'm getting the rap here. Let me see if I understand you and the package want to team up with me and the Enforcer against the Outsiders. Let me explain something to you. I know who you are, better than any man alive. I know what you're about. If Mongo and Benoit, because I know you aren't as bad at Hogan as I do, buddy. If Mongo and Benoit will step aside, I'll walk the path with the enforcers side by side. It goes like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, but it goes to Mongo and Benoit, because we're horsemen first, brother. I'll tell you what, gentlemen, you're going to have to discuss it. Vote, vote on it. I don't know. What, What is your thinking on this very quickly, Chris? I've waited my whole life to become a horseman, my whole career for this kind of opportunity. Rick and Arn, you've never betrayed me. I'll stand behind your decision. Wow, that is a big I, I believe. Mongo, listen Gene, I was part of the best team to ever play in the NFL. And I know what it's like to sacrifice. And if these two head honchos of the four horsemen say, Steve, this is where it's got to be. I'm willing to sacrifice, but let me tell you what, pretty boys. I'm gonna be watching, and if you don't hold up, you're into the bargain. What the NWO's done to you? It's gonna seem like a day at the park. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a match here. This is incredible. I guess everyone agrees. Hey, NWO. We got a deal. What do you think? We have, have got a deal! Yes, oh already. my goodness! more games coming up in September at Fall Pro. And stay tuned oh, oh.
1: for more exciting. you believe, believe this Live here on TNT. And uh Sting has the mic. Oh shit. Um he wants Mongo and Benoit out too as well, and then he goes to a fucking break. <laughs> in the break, Jean's just like hey, presto, and appeared in a puff of smoke. Um he says he was packing things away backstage. He's got no jacket, just his braces on like a nineteen forties news reporter. <laughs> i, got,
0: I got, <laughs> got a scoop for your boss.
1: <laughs> I got a scoop for your boy. It looks like he works for the Daily Planet, right? Do you know what I mean? In Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just does it?
0: Yeah, honestly, that's such a good line. That's quality. That Those um, braces are funny as out
1: keep braces. Uh, Sting's surprise is uh, this ta A promo. What a
0: surprise!
1: Hello, he says they're all WCW. He wants to team for war games with a horseman and cuts the belter again. He asks if Luger can go with his show muscles and jiggling pecs.
2: <laughs> I loved it.
1: I never said, thought I'd oh, see
0: that in a, in a promo, though. Jiggly pecs.
1: <laughs> I know, it's funny. But then he says the, the, I want the power and determination and dedication that you that got you that body. I that want you good. to bring that. And I thought it was great. And then Luger seems a bit insulted. Uh, Flair just looked business. He's got a fucking proper poker face on him and uh I stings a sting to get rid of his albatross the little stingers which yeah. i thought was really good and he says get in the gutter and be violent like the outsiders will he said the outsiders will have to kill him because he doesn't quit i thought it was fucking golden by arn anderson leading yeah. the charge absolutely fucking brilliant i mean if you have got a war you are want I, want I want the endomorphic cyborg enforcement unit in front of me what a guy <laughs> um Sting says cakewalk again. What the fuck is a cakewalk? What is it? Like, is it like um, a walk in the park? I've never heard. This yeah, before.
0: It's, I think it's like oh, it's not going to be easy. I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I've heard it. I've heard it quite a few times before. Like, like
1: I mean, I've never uh, walked in cake. I'm not into like. <laughs> I think it just means like
0: oh, cold. I don't. I don't anticipate it being easy or anything. Like, I know it's not going to be a cakewalk. It doesn't make any sense at all, but. Um, Uh, that's, I think that's what it means. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit, we knew that they were going to tag together though, didn't we last week? So this, this felt weird, this.
1: I I didn't think it was, I I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was quite decent, to be fair. I thought like
0: the promos were good, but like Ah, the the fact that they like teased that they were going to have a match, it's like. They were mates last week. Like they were all in the ring. Like they saved them from from the outsiders and stuff like that. So
1: that's it. I mean, it's because WCW, really, isn't it? You know, that's that's literally yeah. it. Um, like Fly- said, yeah, sorry, go.
0: On. Sorry, mate. Yeah, like you said, uh, just a couple of things on Arn, Like he, he's getting my MVP for this show already. Like I'm telling you, my my award already because he was absolutely yeah. on fire in this entire episode. Yeah, he was uh, banging, wasn't it? World class. Um and just everything is just feel every every line feels like iconic from him. Like he's just pulling out yeah. quality every single week. He's just
1: it's it's like he is actually going to war.
0: Yeah. You believe every word he says, don't you?
1: So he's such like the, a quality the general power. of the army or something, do you know what I mean? Like fucking yeah. you may die, but come and die with dignity, or so, do you know what I mean? Just that kind of thing. It's like you know. So Fly's got his serious face on. Uh, he says he knows them both. He says he knows what they're about. He says if Mongo and Benoit step aside, he'll walk the path with them. Um, but he's horseman first, which was great because he's he's toned it down a bit. He's gone serious. Yeah. And what everything he said was right. Uh, Benoit isn't bad at all. And Mongo is all right as well. No babies. Bit piss poor for that. Bit annoyed with that. <laughs> um,
0: he's in serious mode. He couldn't have any babies in there, I don't think.
1: I don't know. He's dropped a few babies in serious mode before, baby. <laughs> He's even dropped a darling and a daddy as well in series. do even get to do. Uh, not even
0: get to do baby count anymore. It's such a shame.
1: <laughs> I know he needs to bring that back because you know that was that was our our favourite. Um, I it was and then they've got a deal. I thought it was it's a big deal. Like they make it out to be a big deal. Horse horseman and Flexi Lexi and old uh, the stinger the wooden tops um the team together and i thought it was decent enough i mean it could have been a hell of a lot fucking worse with them two tits yeah you know I mean? they,
0: they did all right on it to be fair like but it was it was more than more than massively propped up by the by flair and iron on it let's be fair like they, they were the they were the leaders of the entire segment well, um funny. uh but then obviously as you said that they announced that they're teaming together in war games uh, the
3: following has been paid for by the New World Order.
2: Well here we are in Rome, Italy. Kinda of makes me get, get in that kind of Spartacus mode. NWO. I can't have your love hate your heat. It's kinda of funny to be among the ruins. We're the hottest new thing happening. Yeah, you know, there's nothing quite like Rome, is it? NWL Spares no expense. What's the Denver Post doing in Rome? I always wondered in that movie, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the small shield and the dagger or the trident neck? I'm going with the shield and dagger. I might take the small dagger with the neck. I'm the kind of guy who loves to say, I told you so. You know, we set out to do one thing at Sturgis, and that was to walk away with the WCW belt. I told you so. Turn it into the NWO belt, street style. And for that big giant. Ooh, big scary giant. (laughs) We're not afraid to give a little for the overall benefit of our corporation. You know, to me it kind of looked like that Gulliver travel thing, huh? It was like the big giant at the end there sleeping. It'll never were. They them. What do we got over here? Left them laying. <coughs> How do you like it here in Rome? We're right. actually kind of the modern day gladiators, if you look at it. Yeah. We did, we did battle. The horsemen beat up the booty man. We beat up the booty man, so he's got to be, you know, pretty much finished at this point. Everybody wants to be part of the NWO. But that's the whole thing. Look, we, we put this thing together. It's not about friendship. It's about business. We definitely don't need him in our game. I, I gotta know, though. Where's booty babe going? <coughs> there, a lads. Lex Luger reminds me of a, of a movie star. <laughs> he reminds me of Mr. Egg. I said Lex Luger's what's a punk. Lex Luger? what, what's with Sting? Look at the camera and say Sting's a punk. Nice hair, these Sting. They're supposed to be the finest. We beat them, we punked them, beat them again at Hog Wild. Unbelievable. Really? These guys are pathetic. Real cool. Here's a message to all you boys in WCW. It's real simple, but it's not easy. That's for sure. Don't call us, we'll call you. The preceding announcement... Been paid for
3: by the New World Order.
0: <laughs> then we go to a, a paid announcement by the, the New World Order. Um, <laughs> it was quite funny in bits. What do you reckon this one? It wasn't as good as the last ones. I don't think.
1: Uh, it tickled me. Um, all the look cool as fuck. Um, they say they're in Rome. They're not in Rome. They're in Denver, I think.
0: Um, <laughs> it's funny when they said that though. Like, did it come up? Come up like the background? It like Denver. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, they were cocky, laid back. No Hogan, always a blessing. Um, yeah. It was all like quick edits, you know, quick cut edits and stuff. Yeah. Uh, say they left Ho- left a giant laying. Uh, they said they were modern day gladiators. Uh, they mocked the booty man getting battered twice, which is always good with me. Um, he says uh, they're all about business, not not friendship. Um, they, they, call, they say Lex Luger looks like a movie star. Mr. Ed, the horse. <laughs> uh, and my favourite bit was where he went nice hairdo Sting because <laughs> 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 we have we have called old Sting's hair out on uh, multiple occasions and it's that <laughs> sort of weird Hugh Grant <laughs> floppy <laughs> knobhead can't do anything with it in the middle of growing stage uh, they say they beat him so you know they don't really need to beat him again and then which is becoming their tagline about getting into the NWO, don't call us, we'll call you. What did you reckon?
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I, I don't think it was as good as like the first couple, they the, the first one or two they did, especially from these two, but it was still, it still had its belters in there. Like, they were, like, just a couple of bits that stood out, like, you know when they were on about the booty band and Nash was like, sort of just said really subtly, like quite quiet, he's like, hey, what happens to that booty, babe? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Should
0: we give her a call and stuff like that? Um, and then that nice hairdo thing—that had been in stitches.
2: They put me big time.
0: like they—they're just like obviously I, I know that they're not everyone's cup of tea, but for me they just ooze charisma, especially oh, yeah, in these little, yeah. uh, Especially when
1: you've not got Hogan with him,
0: he brings them down a notch, right? Like, Don't he? Like especially he really in these.
1: Does, uh,
0: they, they because they—they are funny too- fuckers funny yeah, bastards he's, he's
1: too cartoony with his catchphrases and everything and he's...
0: Yeah. yeah yeah but i thought it was good i, I enjoy these little set these little and these sort of paid announcement things i think they're fun um and it's different in it it's like it's very like like the whole paid for by new world order i like that it, it's real because it's like oh they pay for the tv time i think it's yeah. i think
1: it's really fun um and it's never alluded to on the show because it's in it's in the ad, it's in the commercial breaks in the adverts, so they don't have, yeah. they don't know what's being put on in the break. Do you know what I mean? I think it's quite yeah. well done. I really do. It's good
0: to be fair, and it, yeah, because it plays off like it's just an advert, doesn't it? Like it doesn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. it doesn't like cut like they don't announce they're doing it or anything like that. It just comes on. Yeah. It's um, not cutting yeah, into pretty...
1: their TV time. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, and then we get to our. Well, I say main event. It didn't really turn out to be much of a one. Uh, it was billed as the Giant versus Savage. Like you said earlier, it was sort of like Savage saying, look, you didn't get the job done at pay-per-view, so I'm going to I'm gonna do the job on you and all this. Um, it wasn't really a match, though, was it, at the end uh, at all? It um, kind of
1: was, and it wasn't. It was like I, I heard the bell go.
0: I don't know if it properly started, though. I, I, I don't know. I, was it not like them just ringing the bell to like get people out or something? You know, no, do I don't know. Something. I
1: thought he had the bell go. Um, we don't we don't get a giant promo because he's you know got not got a belt anymore, so no promo. <laughs> That's
0: all he's got to say. So like, there's he's no lost point his anymore. Promo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Savage jumps with a chair, levels him, barely sells it. <laughs> was Savage fun, just you know? hiding
0: in like the entrance way, or did he run in? I couldn't. I couldn't. He, he out. ran
1: in behind him, but because it all goes yeah. dark for when the giant comes in, you can't. You can't, you couldn't see properly. Um, he he rams him into the post and then he gets pressed into the ring by the giant. The match started well. I thought the match started a bit of a savage hope spot. Um, he kicks, he just kicks and he sends giant down to one knee, hearts in with a chair, clocks and out. Dungeon down, lamp, yeah. The dungeon comes down, lamps them all. Um, and I thought it was a DQ. And then Meng and Barb come down, so savage gets off, obviously. and then the giant legs it after him. I've never seen the giant... I've never seen giant I mean, Paul White, Bichon, whatever right? you want to call him. My God, that guy can shift like shit off a chrome shovel. <laughs> he but
0: can. he jumped out the ring and landed dead on his feet. That was actually quite impressive.
1: <laughs> it was, honestly. Bischoff says he'll eat you. He won't. But, you know, he's, he's not... He's not. I love how they've gone from Mengen Barbarian's family being cannibals to, you know, Paul White being a fucking cannibal now. <laughs> it was essentially... Uh, it was. It was essentially a bit of chaos to bring people back next week, really, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, yes, reading? it wasn't really a match, was it? It was sort of. It was
0: all very much very fast-paced. Very, you know, everyone was down. It was. It was. It was all right, though. It wasn't the worst. Um, I think yeah. there's been worse endings to Nitro, anyway. Um, yep. And I quite like the fact that they were sort of like. The giant obviously got beat the other week, didn't he? For the world title, they're sort of trying to build him again. It's gonna do. Yeah. They're gonna do well to try and build him for me, because I'm not a fan, obviously. But but it was um, a foot
1: finish, so it didn't really take a lot off him.
0: No, but it's always that sort of like that that re re almost re re project, isn't it? Like repackage when someone loses a title, you've got to get them yeah. up again to that to that sort of level. So I'm guessing that's what they're trying to do at the moment. Um, I would imagine we'll probably get a rematch or an actual match at this at some point especially with all the the chairs and everyone running down and stuff but yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad like I say, there's been shitter finishes to Nitro, this wasn't one of them and then Bobby was, you know Bischoff and Bobby at the end saying you know, Savage better better be fucking shitting himself
4: Hold on, we're on here, run, run, run The match never really officially got started Savage shot out of the locker room like he was shot out of a cannon he had a chair he had his own agenda more than a little disappointed at the giant he said it he let him down well savage got a hold of that chair he hit hugh morris he hit the barbarian he hit ming he had anybody he could get his hands on and what did you see the giant do at the end he stood up after taking that low kick and after getting hit with a chair seven or eight times dove over that top rope landed on his feet and took off after savage Right now, Savage is somewhere between here and Newark, New Jersey running for his life because that's a giant like I've never seen a giant before. I'll tell you what, like I said a few moments ago, if the giant caught Savage, huh. he's gonna eat him or because or the or giant never him. seen anything like that. And as we were talking about, when the Macho Man made his way out there with a the chair, The executive committee, and they're talking to me right now, it is official, it is going to be. Sting and Luger teamed up, if you can believe this, with Flair and Anderson to take on the NWO. Do they have a fourth guy? I don't think so, but they better find one, because the match is out. Come on boys, let's see what you got. Forget about the paid advertising, do it in the ring, let's see what you got at War Games. Let's see what they got on the 7th, on the 15th of September. Are you man enough? Are you big enough?
0: You're going to be outside for a long time. Yeah, so he, he sort of, he says, the Bobby says he's never seen a giant running like that before, so Savage better be, you know, <laughs> better be running quick because he'll be after him. Um, I f- yeah, I thought it was a decent way to end the show, what do you reckon?
1: Um, yeah, it was like I said, it's, it's more a bit of a chaos, like a chaotic angle because it's like, oh shit, we want to see what happens next week. Um, I heard the bell. Uh, Heenan puts over the giant. They say it's official for war games about horsemen and and the wooden tops. Uh, I thought it was a re- I thought it was a decent show to be fair. I, I did. did. I thought it was, as a whole, I thought it was one of the better ones we've seen in the last couple of weeks, couple of months. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely past the uh, old Hogwild now and on the road to war game uh, war games Fall brawl, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing war games. To be honest. Um, yeah, me too. I think that's I, mean, I think they've got like a nice four week four shows to build that. I think mean, if they do it right it could be really good. Um obviously we're going to have to get a fourth man in this next week, next month or so or whether it happens at the pay-per-view I don't know. But um so that's going to be an interesting development.
1: This is it and uh, also on our next night on the 26th um we get a debut in Chris Jericho.
0: Oh do we? Interesting. We
1: do. We do. That's going to be... We're um, going,
0: uh, going to have to sort of put the blinkers off for what he's like nowadays, aren't we? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be, yeah. sure be quite entertaining on this run anyway. Um,
1: yeah, I think so, yeah. I think... See, I can... Chris Jericho, up until about four years ago, I was a really high on, really big fan mm-hmm. of him, and then I will just slowly watching a decline of him, and then to whatever it is now, whatever this bellend is in front of me on a weekly basis, just... <laughs> bleeding all the time I know well I, well,
0: well obviously I, I I've got no problems enjoying Jericho if jericho is good even these even very very rare good points these days he's still he, he can still do it at times but he's just he has gone a bit randy the Ram, hasn't he, let's be honest
1: <laughs> yeah he's, he's like he's, he's flair like Twenty years before he should be Flair. That's what he's <laughs> yeah. Like he's got to so what Rick Flair is now. Twenty years he early Do
0: whatever like, he is.
1: You can see him <sighs> being a fucker. who's doing his last match at seventy old as well, can't you? Yeah, and still, still, still touring the world in his in his shit rock band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that that wraps up another Nitro. We'll do our uh, our post show awards as we usually do. Um, yeah, mom. So. Match tonight? What do you reckon? There's a couple of couple of standouts really in this week. Yeah, I had
1: a couple. I I was having a toss up between the Harlem Heat American Males or DDP Chavo, and I think I'm going to have to go for DDP versus Chavo. I think. Really, I thought, really you had nice with, I thought
0: it I thought you'd have gone with Regal Malenko.
1: No, no, I thought DDP Chavo was uh, was just far more entertaining. I thought it was really good.
0: It was good. It was really fun. That was a really fun match. I
1: love, obviously, I love the I, I love I love Regal and I love Melenko and them together will, would be absolutely phenomenal if if it was like a 10, 15, 20. Um, yeah. Now it was only like a little snippet, whereas whereas in that in the page Chavo match, there was an angle behind it, there was a storyline behind it, it got more done in the short time it had than the the, 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 the Milenko Regal stuff was just nice to watch. Like yeah. really nice stuff to watch. Whereas I think the DDP Chavo stuff if it, if it brings us DDP Eddie feud, I think it. I think that's that's more. He's got more to it. If you know what I mean, yeah. The Regal Malenko was the call match to whack on that people would enjoy to watch.
0: No, to be fair, I have to agree with you because that was the match where I was most into. I think, like, especially from like announcement of the match, I was like, "Oh hey, oh this could be good." And then obviously there's yeah. the thing, the thing that I wanted last week when we were talking about. I didn't even know it was going to be a thing where it was Eddie and DDP. No, I so, so like. It's, it's it's funny how things like that happen where right? it's like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing that, and then a week or so after we, we're gonna get it, I think. Uh yeah, so I reckon I'll have to agree with you there. DDP-Java was was good. It was it was a fun match and it furthered both people in particular and it furthered a potential feud, so definitely. Uh MVP, I pretty much gave mine away before, didn't I? <laughs> it's gotta to to be Aaron Anderson. Much,
1: you, you did give it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, to be fair, I wasn't subtle of all it's got it has to be Aaron Anderson. Just like, had, yeah, go on, sorry. Just two promos of not of massive length or anything like that, but stuck with me. Let's, like from when I was watching. I was like, yeah, that was mint. And then he, he just like he just comes out with these just like instant classic lines for me. Like just love him. He's so it's good. Like a
1: wise, wise old man. He comes out with these like sage, these bits of sage advice, and he's yeah. I just think he'd be a really cool granddad to have like, if he was, me, if he was my granddad, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, I, I had Anne as a, an honorable mention, but just to, just to mix it up a bit, I'm, I've gone for page. Just, yeah. just thought he was great. I thought he was great. He actually showed some technical prowess, not just doing moves and bumping I, like the work, arm work was great. And some of the stuff he did while working the arm really sort of resonated with me. Um, I just, yeah. I just think he's he's really finding his groove at the moment, and I think he's going to be. Well, we know he was he was a big player at the end, but I think he's really getting into his into his sort of niche now, and I think he's really going going really well, whether he's Bischoff's mate or not. Everything about his push is justified to me. I think
0: definitely. Uh, Disco dogging.
1: <laughs> well, it's got to go to its. Uh, it's got to go to the pair of pair of tits. Two of the pair of tits. Two of the three tits. Sorry, that it's named after disco fucking dipshit and wank wanks or Jim Duggan.
0: Do you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it. I'm not even gonna talk about Duggan this week because he actually did a decent promo. I'll let him off. Um, Alright,
1: dipshit
0: then. Uh, I, I'm not gonna give it to dipshit because he got battered in two minutes, so he was he wasn't very egregious. I'm gonna but have to give there. it. to Well, I'll actually give it to a match. If that's all right. Give it to the public enemy versus Nasty Boys oh. match, which was just garbage, beyond belief. Right? Garbage, That's just yeah. the not thing, not the sort of thing I want to be watching anywhere. Um, what, does anybody? No. Well, he's some sort of ECW nut, I guess. That's the sort of thing yeah. you like, but that ain't my bag. Um, so I'll give it to them two twats. Well, those two teams, anyway. <laughs> and then, to be fair, Barnett and I... Nasty boys. I go nasty boys again, innit? They're absolute stinkers. Yeah. Them.
1: <laughs> they are the most egregious mullets I've seen on, on a pair of humans since the Rock and Roll Express. But they're more funny. <laughs> yeah. <really. laughs> I mean, Ricky Morton, man. I mean, if you want, if you want dedication to the cause, that motherfucker's still got that haircut now. Yeah, he does. He, he, still, he does not care.
0: Still looks as bad, to be fair. <laughs> uh yeah so uh there goes another week of uh of nitro um i enjoyed that one though that was i thought that was one of the better ones i've yeah. seen recently anyway um what I have we got see, coming I up next week next
1: week we're gonna have a detour we're gonna we're gonna just veer off the fork in the road of the road to fall brawl and take a trip to uh vicky uh, vince's wacky warehouse of uh, we're going to do SummerSlam 96 uh the infamous uh vader Shawn michaels match with corner apoplectic on the outside <laughs> um i'll what we'll do i mean we'll quickly run through the card there could be some good stuff on there I, I i have watched it several times but i cannot remember the card off the top of my napper um so i mean obviously the vader michaels thing is uh it's synonymous with it. It's infamous. It's you know it's been spoken about on shoot interviews. Uh, Vader even did a watch through with Sean Oliver on on a kayfabe commentaries thing once for it. Yeah, which so it's it's, it's like a it's like a very well known thing. Um, on the pre-show, you've got uh, Austin versus Yokozuna. We're we're gonna miss that. We start off the match. Uh, Savio Vega versus Owen Hart. That could be decent. Smoking yeah. guns. Versus the new Rockers, versus the Godwins, versus the Body Donners for the oh, tag geez. belts. Yeah, but the Body Donners—you haven't seen him yet. You're gonna see. You're gonna see Chris Candido, who is.
0: You yeah, like Chris Candido, don't you?
1: No, no gimmicks needed. Chris Candido. CM Punk's got <laughs> no gimmicks needed tattoos on his hand because he loves Chris Candido. We also get to see Marty <laughs> Ginetti and we also get to see a young Al Snow as Leif Cassidy.
0: Martin <laughs> Genetti's like decent, decent it needs to be fair yeah
1: he was just off his head on He's drugs a bit of a nut of like, a... Like... It's, <laughs> bad, it's bad it's bad where you've got to be bad on drugs when Shawn Michaels is like the, the, the normal, normal one, one. yeah <laughs> uh, we've got Psycho Sid versus Davy Boy yeah that'd be shy sure right. that Gold Dust versus Mark Merrow that could be alright Jerry Law. Jerry Lawler versus Jake Roberts. Oof. Mankind versus Taker Boiler Room Brawl.
0: Yeah, that could be good.
1: And then uh, Michael's Vader uh, with old Cornet. It's not so, the yeah, worst yeah. card, is it? <laughs> no, uh, we did we did King of the Ring, and that was that was a pretty decent, you know, pretty yeah, decent. Not right, card. that one. Hopefully this will be all right too. So next week's going to be uh, SummerSlam '96. Thought we'd give a bit of a hop over and see what them boys are up to, and um, yeah. and then after that, it's going to be the twenty. The week after that's going to be the twenty sixth of uh, August. Nitro debuting, Chris Jericho, Road to Fall Brawl, all that jazz. See how, uh, see if Paige Eddie's ramped up any. See if so. the wooden tops, wooden tops, and the horsemen uh, can coexist. Uh and see who the fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth, twenty-fifth man is. You know, we'll <laughs> finally see all that. If you uh if you if you like what we're doing and you want to interact with us, um send any questions you want. You can you can slide in our DMs, apparently, that's what the kids say <laughs> on uh on, on Twitter, something like that. I, I'm fucking 30, I can't give a monkeys. Um uh, adjective pod on Twitter. Um uh, if you if you don't like what we're doing and you want to have a healthy discussion, debate with us, same. Sliding. And uh <laughs> I take I need to stop saying sliding, don't no, I? I sound like Rick <laughs> Um Adjective drip go we want a bitch, right? <laughs> um Uh yeah, so yeah, we're on we're on Twitter, we're, we're quite active on Twitter. Um we post little bits up there and uh little stills from the nitros and we 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 mock them. Well, we, we, we we sort of lampoon it a bit but um, yeah, just hit us up uh, we're available on uh, Spotify freshly squeezed on Spotify not Orange Orange Cassidy Mark um, <laughs> we're on Amazon and we're also on Podbean, uh, we're working hard to try and get on old Apple and Google but you know we, 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 we're new to this so uh, you'll have to right. play with us a bit if, if we, we will hopefully be on all your uh, podcast platforms uh, in a in a time very soon um so yeah uh, we look we, we, we're, we're really enjoying doing this I mean obviously this week's been a been a pretty decent one uh, but the, the beauty of Nitro and WCW in general is you have no fucking idea what you're gonna get next
3: and
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's that's what keeps us uh, doing this and keeps us uh, watching stuff obviously we're going to be popping over to, to WWF next week. Uh, just to see how they're sort of coping with the, the sort of NWO uh, coming in and see how it's affected their business and their show probably not but it probably not affected the show they're still doing it's their thing they do. still, yeah, <laughs> and and everything. Um, so yeah it would be, be interesting so we'll see you next week uh, is there any further business Mark
0: no not, not for me
1: okay well I'll say the infamous two words Dickie Slater See you later. The preceding podcast gimmick. It was paid for by... Look at the adjectives.